It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about, it's finally about people and not finally about science. The story when you actually put it into words is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great pace, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello and welcome back to Generation Skywalker for the newest instalment of The Modern Way. I have got four very modern men with me this evening. Uh, I've got Craig Spivey. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Stuart. You sound chirpy, which is good. Good start. Yep. Um, we've got Jez with us. Good evening, Jez. Good evening, Stuart. Good evening, Craig. <laughs> Hello, Jez. <laughs> we have Mr. Daniels. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, chaps. And we've got Dan Burgess with us. Good evening, Dan. Hello there. Since, since we last recorded, the old Bad Batch has premiered on Disney+. Plus. Now, at the time of recording, two episodes have been released. There's one tomorrow. But um, we're, we're going to be talking about the May 4th announcements on this show tonight. And there was a lot of product for the Bad Batch. There was Black Series. There was the Vintage Collection. We saw Hot Toys. Anyone watched it yet? Yes. Do you enjoy it, Mark? Fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. And I can see it developing into a really good strong series i think it's got real potential good stuff anyone else i see i'm i'm saving myself to watch it with my lad and we have not been out because the first episode is like 75 minutes isn't it in fact there's three mate there's been three i'm sure well i haven't watched them jez um, as as you viewed them you would know wouldn't you Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, I, i'm all up to date i think it's great I've... yeah yeah it's just you, you said that there's been two no mate there's been yeah the, the long one the feature length one which was a real uh great start and then there's been two since then uh but no i've loved them been looking forward to it and it's got that friday feeling again like when the uh, mandalorian was out it's really good thanks disney plus yeah, I think that's important, actually, Jez, that Friday feeling, particularly when we've all been on lockdown. It's a little point in the week, isn't it, that you can close your laptop and uh, and watch some telly. I'm enjoying it, too. It's good. Well, it's good. Good. You're all uh, all on board with it. I like that. I must admit, I haven't watched it yet, but um, I popped into Smith's at the weekend, and at last, they've got some Star Wars product in there, and they had a load of the Black Series. 
And the Bad Batch figures look really nice, of what they had in there. I didn't buy something. I came out, but uh, was tempted. Was tempted. So um, I'll in- look forward to uh, to watching that. A test is in order. Five enhanced clones. More capable than an army. Yet they exhibit a concerning level of disobedience in disregard for orders. What else you got? Give me more! Our squad's nothing but trouble. But we get the job done. You'll climb Force 99. You know who we are. Hunter. Let's go. Echo. Hyperdrive's online. Tick. Prepping to jump. Wrecker. Let's blow something up. Yeah! And Crosshair. Your move. you need i want clone force 99 found and wiped out the galaxy's a dangerous place to be we need to get out of here what do you say kid you want to come with us how can i help the clone wars have ended can either adapt and survive or die with the past. The decision is yours. We do what we do. Strap in, kid. Mark, I've got to bring up with you, mate. Um, I love Masters of the Universe, but you've got a great little uh, concept going on at the moment on Facebook. Yeah, that's how I celebrated my May the Fourth. I've come up with something called Masters of the Galaxy Far, Far Away. It's basically mashing Star Wars with He-Man Masters of the Universe action figures. And it's not necessarily just one Star Wars character, you know, dumped on a a he-man body it's it, it's a mashup of two in some instances and i'm just having fun with it and seeing what kind of interesting characters i can come up with and i'm not just going to do star wars either i'm going to go right across all the action figures and toy ranges and tv shows and films from the 70s 80s sort of bleeding into the 90s so i'm going to do some action force action man characters v you know all these different things i've got so, so many so many ideas that i want to sort of create this brand as it were and i've also got a friend of mine who's a very talented sculptor coming up with some actual action figures so the hope is i'm going to be creating my own action figure range at some point brilliant Sound like I'm, trading cards as well i'm going to start them off as stickers yeah they'd look good stickers and then i'm going to go with them um, i'm going to try my best to do my own my very own action figure range where can people find them? Because they are worth going and checking out. They're fun. This is a new Facebook page that I've started. It's called the Galactic Graveyard. Basically, the aim is to cover toys collecting, films, television, that kind of thing, from what I consider a golden age of 
science fiction and fantasy, which is the 70s, 80s, and the early 90s in particular. But there, there might be a bit of room for a, you know the odd 60s piece and maybe the old uh, the odd noughties and, and beyond sort of era. So uh, yeah, it's new. Give us a like and uh, follow me. Enjoying him, mate. Enjoying him. And Jez, I don't know if you've checked them out yet. I know you're sometimes a bit behind with the groups and stuff. But if you want to see what you would look like with muscles, go and check out Loboto. <laughs> <laughs> the water. Loboto. Loboto. Yeah. Loboto. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I nice. thought oh, that's what he would look like if he was pumped up. <laughs> um, I sent it to Jules. She was like, "Yeah, that's what I would like." I was like, "Yeah, there you go." And Craig, do you know what, Craig? I went and bought a magazine this, a couple of weeks ago. Ten years since you were in um, SFX magazine as collector <laughs> of the month. I mean, this is brilliant. Okay, I had to I had to go on and order it just so I could read the article. But how fresh faced do you look in this image? Oh, I know. You've got no beard. You've got no grey hair. No. Oh, you look just so fresh. Ten ten years haven't been kind. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great article Craig. did you actually go um, and buy it Stuart I bought it on eBay no I've got it in did my hand you? right now yeah I was very annoyed actually because they didn't tell me the first page was ripped someone had taken out a, a voucher or something out the first page but hey yeah no it's a lovely, lovely picture of some of your collection back then I mean that's 10 years ago crikey knows what it looks like now how yeah. did you get back out of the room because um, everything's fallen on the floor in front of you <laughs> it, it was I remembered it very very clearly because they wanted to send a um, photographer up from uh, from London to photograph it and it was like a loft space in in a you know 1920 semi so there's not a lot of room in there so uh, and i just know i would have driven them mad you know because photographers are coming up snap and, and gone but I, I did have to uh, um, like paint myself into the corner with stuff you know once that stuff was there it all had to be moved for me to move quite <laughs> a long shoot but luckily my wife was a, a photographer at the time so yeah that's uh, we had the time and the luxury to get it right so uh, that's why um that's why i look so chipper it is a great image it's a great image just to try to to zoom in and look at all the um all your pieces there brilliant uh, talking of pieces let's see what we've all been acquiring if anything since i think the last show was recorded at the beginning of of april so um and come to you first jess because uh you bought up your sounds book last month which um intrigued i think grant went and bought it after that show <laughs> he did yeah i know you've had a big vintage purchase so oh, mm. not sure whether you've added any modern around that because um, um i should think that would really overshadow your vintage piece if you yeah bought um I'm all <laughs> mass grin now which might even be able to come through in audio so the vintage bit, yeah, we'll definitely talk about in the next old fossils. That's really, really um, blowing my mind. I love it. Uh, I did mention in the last episode about I was waiting to get two pieces back from the framers because I'm a little bit of a fan of a variety of pieces of Star Wars art. That's just latest piece of Malcolm Tween work, which I got, which was meant to be at Star Wars Celebration last year, which was obviously uh, postponed. But even though I say postponed, I'm sure all the artists will then come up with something else because, as you know, the Celebration store did all of uh, the stuff and sold everything. So so that was the Malcolm Tween piece, which is probably going to be relatively not hard to find in the UK, but with taxes and import and postage and all that, typically a little bit more expensive than you would normally um, purchase one. So that I, I love and I, I've got all of the Tween Star Wars art, and I mean all of it, dating back from the uh, Japanese celebration and everyone since then so i'm a massive fan of of tween but it's something else which i wanted to show you which i've been meaning to do for a while 
hopefully this will come out and uh, i think one person in particular might appreciate this one never seen them framed like that before and all, all three together that's amazing <laughs> what to do is for a while so what am i looking at here so mark who and i'm gonna pass the uh pass the mic to him in a second Mark does these amazing prints, which he's been to Stowell Celebration and, and he's been selling them and a variety of things. And I've got a few of his his prints. It's just always been a case of getting some bespoke frames for them and, and how you can do this. But I've decided that I was going to get a huge frame made. The, the order which I've done this is, um, Mark, I want you to talk about them initially. But uh, before I do that, in my head, it goes A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. That's how I've done that. Because I know that they're, they're not the movie posters per se, but the whole Beggar's Canyon from A, a New Hope, Bounty Hunters uh, from Empire, and Back to the Bunker uh, with Endor Riders. To me, that's the sure. trilogy. Yeah, it works. And, and I love it. And the colours... So I just wanted to keep that, you know, it was a bit of a secret. I've been waiting for it to come in and I've got a place for that to go in my um, collection summer house right by all the other great artwork which you've done and the standees and everything else. I, I, I've got this big triple framed poster, which I, I think looks incredible. And when you do any art shows or anything like that, mate, if you wanted to um, to borrow that just for the sake of an art show or, or something like that, then uh, you are welcome because I love your work. In this podcast, we do tend to, at the end, talk a little bit about smaller businesses. And in fact, we will be later on. But I've already spoken to the guys and I think it's an ideal opportunity for you just to blow your trumpet a little bit on what it is you do and, and just to talk to us a little bit about your artwork, if you if you would. That is just such a, a huge, huge honour when somebody invests, you know, hard-earned money in, and not just money either, it's wall space. When you see somebody go to the trouble of framing a piece of work that you've done and then putting it on a wall. It's, con it's a considerable honour as far as I'm concerned. I think any artist would probably think the same thing. I've given and sold pieces of artwork to pretty much everybody on the, on the podcast over the years and everybody's always been really complimentary and it's always a massive, massive privilege to be able to produce this kind of stuff. Beyond that, I, I mean, I, I've, I've been a freelance illustrator and designer for many years now. Uh, working myself for nearly 20 years I've worked on pretty much most of the major licenses things like The Simpsons Star Wars, Disney Peppa Pig, Fireman Sam Teletubbies pretty much anything you can think of I have worked on at some point at some level whether that be clothing design or toy design or packaging design or anything like that I've had the pleasure of working on but Star Wars and specifically science fiction, that is where my passion is. That is what I enjoy doing. And when I get to create a Star Wars product that is also a toy, you know, it's 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 something really that I can't explain. It's 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 magic. It's magic uh, as a as a boy playing with toys and you know lo loving Star Wars as much as I do, and then to be able to be part of that cycle of creating products and people buy and collect it's 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 magic it really is I, I don't have a facebook page as as such i only have my personal one but if you do want to get in touch with me and i i create all sorts of things for different people and for friends and logo design and packaging and anything like that if you want to get in touch with me on if you do a search for sublevel studios mark daniels sublevel studios 
you will find my contact details there. And uh, if you have uh, an illustration job or a logo design or anything like that, just give me a bell and I shall uh, help you if I can. So uh, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to shout out. Can I chime in with a professional testimonial? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> me and Craig worked together several times as well. Yeah. I mean, I think we may have mentioned it once or twice that we worked on a project to do with the Helix stationery uh, reissue. But behind the scenes, me and Mark often work together on things that are probably less exciting for big corporate companies that pay the bills. And it's always great when I've got a job that uh, that I know Mark can help with. So, so yeah, I can add my voice as a, a buyer of your services. Thank you very much, Craig. It's always, <laughs> always appreciated, mate. And I do love working with you on stuff. It's dead easy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how much of a fan I am. I love that, Jez. I think that looks amazing. Mark, I'd love I'd like to see some more of those kind of um random kind of posters where you've done like he's got Run to the Suns, Bounty Hunters and Back to the Bunker here, but you also did things like the Winter Games and stuff, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, um what happened was when Disney took over, they started to really turn the screw on parody stuff. So the Mal- the Malcolm Tween piece that Jez has uh, just mentioned they tend to be going for more the fine art aspect of prints and less along the lines of, I don't class myself as a a fine artist, I'm more a graphical artist, and I like to do stuff that's got a bit of a concept behind it rather than just do a pretty picture. And that's playing down what Malcolm Tween's created there because his stuff is on another level. My stuff tends to be like a a, a parody of a a poster, say the Runt of the Suns is like the old uh, surf posters from the 60s uh, and 70s, that kind of thing, and rock posters. And Disney's have kind of turned the screws a bit on, on that kind of thing. So they, they don't produce as much of that as they do the fine art aspect. So it has created challenges, but I am still creating stuff. I did a Best Bin print last year, which celebrated the um, anniversary of uh, Empire Strikes Back. And it's one of my favourite pieces, that is. That's uh, hanging in my living room. It's brilliant. <laughs> yes, you one, didn't you, Dan? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I have just finished uh, Rise of Skywalker, which completes my sort of trilogy set so i i am still doing stuff it's just not as as much as i was when it was lucasfilm basically you know your eyes of skywalker you put that with the last jedi and uh, and the force awakens and again you can have a, a a triple a triple whammy frame like that uh, relatively easily done and uh, i think it was one of the biggest frames this guy this framer has done but they just look brilliant and i'm so pleased to be able to have that hung in my uh in my area right with your other bits and pieces which you've done and actually look at it and be able to see it because um that's what it's there for you know so i'm I'm just so pleased we'll just um have to make sure that we flood any uh any videos or, or sort of enhanced podcasts with uh with your work because it truly is brilliant it's just so colorful and vibrant and i love it and it's just it's just cool it's just different and if that's the case that you know disney aren't doing as much of this stuff now well that's a real shame so i'm glad i've got it now oh thank you Jess. that's really kind of you mate i really appreciate that thank you brilliant 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 stuff mate you you can buy them i don't think they ship to the uk do they dark ink uh no they don't but i think there was a place called pulse gallery that was doing certain prints of mine so try pulse gallery if not get in touch with me i might have a copy spare that they sent to me so um if, if you are stuck for a certain piece just just get in touch Brilliant. Lovely touch, Jez. They look amazing framed, as always, mate. Yeah, I hope uh, George lets you have them in the living room. 
Dan, what have you been purchasing? <laughs> Completely lost my way of what we were doing then, yeah. A bit, a bit anticlimactic after that. Not as much as you'd think. The I've, I've got the Vintage Collection, Grogu and Grieve Karga. We're going to talk about the Retro Collection stuff later on. The Tantive, we're going to talk about that probably later on. I did get the IG-11 Geeky Tiki after your recommendation. I got that on Saturday, I think, so I've just received that. Oh, and it is very nice. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, I was impressed with that. And I've started picking up West End game role-playing stuff off of eBay randomly. I've got the, the first edition from 1987, so I'm not really sure whether that's vintage or modern, but I thought I'd mention it anyways. And I've got the anecdote screenplays of the original trilogy, which is uh, an interesting read. But yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm waiting for my birthday to roll around, to be honest with you, next week. See what comes through then. Not a lot, I'd imagine. No, probably. <laughs> Yeah, some nice stuff there, mate. Some nice stuff. Mark, have you added anything? Uh, modern, modern-wise, yeah. I, I managed. I picked up. Um, I had the retro Mandalorian figures on pre-order from Star Action Figures for quite a long time. So we're, they they finally arrived. So we're going to talk about those a bit later. I also got Wave Twenty. I think it's Wave Twenty Nine of the Black Series figures. So that was uh, Bo-Katan, uh, Sarge Ventress, uh, Hunter from the Bad Batch, Crosshair from the Bad Batch and uh, an elite trooper from the Bad Batch. And I've got Wrecker and Tech, is it, on pre-order as well. So hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll come through soon enough as well. And that's all I've picked up recently on Modern. So um, That's all yeah, I can remember you saying, brilliant. no Modern. That's, that's brilliant, isn't it? I can't believe that. He bought more than me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why you've asked me on this podcast. <laughs> You're a broken man, Mark. I'm, I'm broke. I'm a broke man, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, soon adds up all the little bits and pieces, doesn't it? It does, mate. <laughs> Craig? Uh, yeah, not a, not a vast amount. I think we'll be talking about the, the retro um, figures uh, in, in a short while. I've got a couple of tiki bits on pre-order, which I'll mention down the show as well. But other than that, not a lot, really. I bought a case for my Lego Death Star and acrylic case so that I can start building it directly into a, into a nice box. And yeah, other than that, I've downloaded a couple of, of the more current audio books off Audible. I've been listening to uh, the Empire Strikes Back certain point of view. And I've just started uh, Victory's Price, which is the, the third part of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. Nice. There's quite a few bits as well. We've been doing quite a bit, haven't we? Go on, Stu. Start reeling your list off. <laughs> Well, I have had a birthday since uh, since we last recorded. Yeah, I got a whole lot of Lego. Um, my mum and dad bought me the UCS Falcon. I haven't started building it yet because obviously it's enormous and I'm in the middle of my garage being sorted out. And my wife bought me the UCS Cantina. So I got that. Uh, my mother-in-law bought me the Probe Droid Lego set. Love that. And then I also had for my birthday a Tiki Tonton. I got the IG-11 Tiki, like you just said. And then I've had a load of pre-orders arrive so the Tantive Corridor which we're going to discuss later uh, the Retro Collection which we're going to discuss later um, I had some Black Series arrive the Return of the Jedi Fet Deluxe the Jar Jar the Dark Side Ray which I hate but that's another story the Vintage Collection Snaggletooth turned up and I bought some more Power of the Force nearly completed my T8 x line on those ah oh, dan isn't the hot toy deluxe mando and grogu set beautiful i mean i'm so glad we ordered those <laughs> do you like yours still waiting mine i've had for three weeks and i finally took it out the cardboard outer two days ago it's still sitting in the cellophane but um how do you yeah. how do you resist just getting out of the box and posing because it? because i've got mayhem going on mate so in my mind I will be setting up in about five, six weeks. So I'm going to put it together when I've got somewhere where it's going to have a permanent home. You've got um, more self-control than me. Yeah, but you haven't actually got seen one. what's going on in my house. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is it is mayhem do you know what you should do you should get that falcon and go and sit out in the back garden when it's not raining and when they're, they're bricklaying and whatever else they're doing just sit there playing with lego Keepers of the peace, not soldiers. But all I've been since I was a Padawan is a soldier. Well, I've known no other way. Gives us clones all a mixed feeling about the war. Many people wish it never happened. But without it, we clones wouldn't exist. Well, then perhaps some good has come from all of it. The Republic couldn't have asked for better soldiers, nor I a better friend. So last month, it came up in the um, intro, I think it was, when I was talking about putting a run of New Hope modern figures together, that the Tonica sisters were never made into action figures. But um, Victoria over at Victoria's Cantina is actually spearheading a campaign to get the Tonica sisters made into three and three quarter inch action figures. She's got the backing of one of the Tonica sister actresses. So I'm going to come over to you, Craig. Can you explain why the Tonica sisters were never made? Because we've had some real background cantina aliens and they're pretty prominent. And what this petition is about and how you can get involved. So the Tonica sisters, for those who don't know, they're the two very 70s sci-fi looking ladies in the cantina in A New Hope. They've got very distinctive braided beehive hairdos and uh, matching cat suits. So you will know them if you saw them. They are supposed to be Bria and Seni Tonica, and they don't have much of a of a canon backstory these days. But the old EU legends painted them as notorious con artists. And importantly, they were supposed to be identical twins. So this is where it gets twisty because the two actresses in the cantina clearly different heights and they're not identical. So when the old Legends EU was in full swing, Timothy's aunt wrote a story called uh, Hammer Tong, Tale of the Tonic Sisters, which retcons those ladies as Sharda Ducal and Carolee Doolin who were, in the context of the story, disguised as the Tonica sisters. Is everyone suitably confused? Mm-hmm. Yes. Excellent. So as to why these two characters have never been uh, made into uh, Hasbro toys, or, or Kenner toys for that matter, there's there's a few reasons for that. And I've, I've got Victoria's little uh, statement here, so I'll just, I'll just pick some prime chunks from that. Uh, the story of the Tonica sisters, uh, not making it into the Hasbro Star Wars toy line, borders on mythological. For years, Hasbro refused to comment on these characters, providing little to no insight as to why they were off the table. Their secrecy led to rumours and eventually to silence, with Hasbro refusing to concede any information. Fans quit asking for them. However, the last time Hasbro conducted a fan's choice poll for a brand new figure in the Star Wars Vintage Collection in 2017, the Tonica sisters placed at number four. The demand for the figures remained strong. It was also in 2017 that we got the rest of the story. 
that's when Victoria gave Angela Staines, the actress who portrayed one of the Tonica sisters, her first interview about her involvement with Star Wars on the Cantina Chatter podcast. Angela confirmed some of the rumours, including that Lucasfilm lost the paperwork they needed to create merchandise in her likeness, and that when given the opportunity to sign again, she questioned the benefit that she'd receive in doing so. She was disappointed that after signing the release, she would still have to pay for her own figure. She explained that she thought it would be fair for them to send her a sample and ultimately refused to sign. Since Lucasfilm could not get her to sign the new release, Hasbro could not create a figure of the character. The other actress who portrayed the other sister, Christine Hewitt, sadly passed away in 2007. She did sign the new release Lucasfilm provided for her shortly before her passing, yet a figure of that Tonica sister has not been released either. So Victoria goes on to say that she had the chance to meet with Angela in 2018 over some tea. We discussed her feelings on signing a new release if presented with another opportunity. She said after that, some reflection and after realising that so many fans have been asking for Tonica sister figures, she felt that it would be the right thing to do. I took this information directly to Hasbro during my interview with Sam Smith and Sarah Carroll at San Diego Comic-Con 2019. They were delighted by the news and would take the information back with them. Then at New York Toy Fair 2020, we asked Sam for any updates on the situation. He confirmed that Hasbro was well aware, as was Lucasfilm, that there had been no further developments. It is now 2021 and the fight continues. I recently spoke with Angela once again for my other show, the Vintage Collection podcast, and she explained once again that she's ready to sign a new release for Lucasfilm. She was also very forthcoming in detailing why time is of the essence in making the Tonica Sisters a reality for Star Wars fans. The last time she was approached with a release was over 15 years ago. Surely a company as big as Lucasfilm, along with its even bigger parent company, Disney, has the capacity to let bygones be bygones and get the ball rolling on setting things in motion once and for all. Finally, releasing the Tonica Sisters would be an acknowledgement of the steadfast faith the fans have placed in Lucasfilm and Hasbro over decades of various Star Wars content and toy lines. It would also bring to close the years of legend and mystery surrounding these two characters. In order to demonstrate the continuing demand for the Tonica Sisters, I've coordinated with many fine folks across the collecting community to say that it's now time for Tonica. That's hashtag, hashtag time for Tonica, people. We've launched a new petition for Lucasfilm and Hasbro to inform them of the urgency in making these figures happen. But the petition is just a component of this campaign. May the 4th is a celebration of all things Star Wars and the perfect time to bring awareness to our plight by encouraging others to sign as well as spreading the word. On social media, let's ensure that Lucasfilm knows it's hashtag time for Tonica. With our combined strength behind this goal, perhaps we will be a little closer to making these long-requested characters a reality. There is a lot of great custom figures being made, a couple of really shoddy ones. There has been quite a few that people have obviously gone away and ended up making their own versions of them. But um, yeah, if you want to check out the petition, just go over to Victoria's Cantina over on Facebook. Or also, there's also a page called Tonica Fandom, um, Tonica Double N. 1k could be made i would be all over those in black series or vintage collection however they come would you boys buy them well i've signed the petition because i like the sentiment i like the idea about it so i, I saw it been written and there is a uh, a petition doing the rounds at the moment and they're i think they're about 1200 trying to get up to 1500 and um yeah best of luck to them would i buy them probably not but if it gives other people in the community some joy then why not i, I think um there's a distinct lack of female action figures in the Star Wars range, and I think any that can be added is surely beneficial and a bonus. So I, I 100% think it's a great idea. They, sh- they should be given priority. Number five, a petition won't do any good. This is false. 
During Hasbro FanFest, Hasbro acknowledged that a petition to see General Merrick and his X-Wing actually did have some influence on getting that product made. And that petition has received less than the Tonica Sister petition that I just started this week. Within a matter of days, we passed 1,000 signatures. Demand is demand. Uh, Grassroots campaigns have effects. It's one thing to say that a lot of people want the Tonica Sisters. It's a completely different thing to have hard data that Hasbro can rely on to see that demand is actually there. And again, over a thousand signatures, uh, more successful than other similar petitions that have had some influence. So petitions work, guys. It's time for Tonica. It is absolutely time, guys. Uh, And the truth is Disney and Lucasfilm gigantic companies have the capacity and resources to make it happen at last. Angela Staines is completely on board uh, to sign that contract she was presented with over 15 years ago. The ball's in Lucasfilm's court. It can happen. There's no rule. There's no precedent in place that cannot be changed. Surely the people that are at Lucasfilm now may differ from the team 15 years ago, and there may be somebody there that has a different level of influence that can look at the the petition, look at the hashtag that we've gotten uh, on social media, Time for Tonica, that can look at all these articles being published online and these videos that have been cropping up um, to say, hey, you know what, maybe there's something there. Uh, It's completely, completely doable. And, you know, it won't hurt for us to be vocal about it. It really will not. If you're not a fan of the Tonica sisters, you don't care about them as figures, that's fine. I don't see the harm in supporting your fellow collector in the things that they are interested in, especially when it involves something like the vintage collection, where we just want to see more figures. We want to see the line expand and continue to grow and continue to do well. It doesn't cost you anything to support something that other fans are passionate about, especially when it has the support of pretty much the entire Star Wars collecting community. And they truly have rallied around this whole Tonica Sisters campaign. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, it was May the 4th, this date where, let's be honest about it, it wasn't really associated with Star Wars until Disney came on board, and all of a sudden we've got this May the 4th be with you. But whether you like it or not, it's been run with it. Particular brands uh, release and announce toys on these dates. Um, I know that um, Legoland has in the past had events on May the 4th, obviously not this year, but so people do kind of swing to this may the 4th date did did anyone do anything for may the 4th or was it just another day i was asked to go on radio stoke you were craig exactly <laughs> now why was you going on radio stoke because i'm on their database as a star wars super fan so every every so often i get a phone a very random out of the blue phone calls saying can you come on our show at whatever time so i said yeah of course i would so yeah i think it's really interesting to sort of we live this stuff so it's very interesting to sort of just step outside of that and look at it from a very mainstream media point of view so they were just interested in in saying is is it a thing is it is it really a thing and it is it is clearly a thing these days what do you do as a fan though as a a, uh, somebody who collects and i know you collect an awful lot does it do you make yourself a cake or anything do you, do you dress up as luke skywalker <laughs> well it's, it's nice that, that my hobby gets a little bit of mainstream attention once a year so um we as generator skywalker launched a show um well we launched it last night actually to, to avoid the noise <laughs> yeah <laughs> um 
But yeah, we've been we've been watching a lot of the announcements um, from a lot of the, the merchandise companies today. So they all have big announcements. That can be anything from high-end collectible toys to the Star Wars tiki mugs to independent breweries releasing Star Wars beers. It's just a good excuse for a bit of a a bit of a celebration. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so maybe slightly muted because of lockdown, but uh, not too much because an awful lot of this is is doable online. I understand there's an online auction today. Tell me about that. That's right. So uh, Dave Prowse sadly passed away last year, and uh, East uh, Bristol Auctions have chosen May the fourth. Uh, as the date to hold a, a big online auction uh, to uh, to sell a lot of his a lot of his personal effects, a lot of things he'd collected over the years in uh, in aid of Alzheimer's research. So I've had one eye on that this afternoon, just watching some of the lots go, um, seeing uh, seeing the things that have been for sale and what prices they've been reaching. Now, David Prowse, of course, uh, well, I was going to say he played um, Darth Vader, but he, he played the body of Darth Vader. He did the physical acting, didn't he? He did, and he, he was very much the physical embodiment. And, you know, in the years after, became very well known on the convention circuit, signing autographs and uh, and, and being that, uh, that, that public face of, of Darth Vader, more so than James Earl Jones, who uh, provided the voice. Did they ever meet each other, those two? <laughs> That's a very good question. I'm sure they must have done. Because that, that would be quite a, a double billing, wouldn't it? Just to, just to see them together at the same conventions, <laughs> they're at the same panel. That, that would be uh, something something special, I'd have thought. Um, yeah, James, James Lord Jones had a career where he didn't really have to go over that. Well, indeed, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> the weekend <laughs> less so for Dave if he's not doing the green cross code um, what's been sold off today what, what's, what sort of stuff are people picking up but there are a lot of uh, fan made items that were given to him as uh, gifts over the years so um, there's one off uh, one off things in there um, busts of Darth Vader uh, models artwork that kind of thing um, a lot of autographs so there's a couple of nice autographs from Mark Hamill who played Luke Skywalker Carrie Fisher who played uh, Princess Leia, who, referencing that he was their on-screen father, so so they're nice things for, for fans and collectors to uh, to go after. But the big item, the big ticket item, which is the last lot um, today, will be uh, pages from uh, Dave Prowse's script for The Empire Strikes Back. And now his script was a bit special, wasn't it? Because of course he had to deliver that sort of earth-shattering line. Well, yeah, famously, he, uh, he uh, the end of Empire Strikes Back had the biggest cliffhanger of, uh, of all of the movies. But um, the, the actors were only given the, the relevant parts of the script um, that, uh, you know, that, that had an impact on their, their performances, so they wouldn't get lines for, for other scenes from other actors. Um, but obviously with this, this, big, uh, this big reveal, um, George Lucas was very keen to keep it under wraps, so... Um, the, the words that uh, that Dave Prowse was given in the script don't actually reflect what was in the final movie. How interesting, yeah. And and of course, as he didn't provide the voice, then he was on a need-to-know basis, I suppose. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I think I'm right in saying that only Mark Hamill and George Lucas and people very, very close to the script were, were yeah. in on that. 
listening to that, sometimes you hear these people go on to these BBC shows and they're kind of over over talked, you know, and kind of cut off pretty quickly. But I did think he let you speak and was interested in what you were saying. It was a nice guy. And we talked about the um, the Dave Prowse auction, which, again, it's, it's, it's got a very mainstream sort of interest. It's not a, it's not a nerdy, dark corner of, of the fandom. I think it's something that everyone can relate to. And on the on the back of that, we were chatting off air and he invited me back to talk about the podcast. I mentioned this uh, this endeavour. Myself and Mark went back because it was Radio Stoke and we uh, we did a piece a couple of days later in his on uh, on the presenter's evening show. So from the podcast Generation Skywalker, let's say hello to Mark Daniels and Craig Spivey. Hello guys, how are you doing? Very good, thank you, Barry. How are you? <laughs> yes, very good. Um now, Craig, we spoke to you yesterday, actually, on the uh, afternoon show. Many people will have uh, heard you talk about uh, Star Wars Day. Um, tell me about um, your podcast, Generation Skywalker. You've just passed a milestone, haven't you? Yeah, we've just uh, we just passed our first birthday. We started back in, in March, which was when um, we didn't plan this. Uh, times uh, at the start of lockdown. So we've uh, had a lot of time to dedicate uh, more than, more so than we maybe would have done in, a, in an ordinary year to to getting this thing off the ground. So, yeah, as as you said, we're a, we're a, a podcast that, that talks about uh, Star Wars. We've got a, a focus on collecting um, vintage uh, Star Wars memorabilia, which we consider to be from 1977 to 1985, and also modern things, but lots of other things around that. You know, Star Wars is a big topic, and we're all we're all fans. We've all been fans for a long time. So there's always stories and, and lots of things to cover. Where did the idea come from, Mark? Um, we'd collaborated on uh, a few things before as uh, different collectors. And um, one night we were in a pub, uh, as you do, talk about these sorts of things. And we decided there was um, a bit of a, 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 not so much a gap, but a need for uh, a podcast that covered a whole breadth of collecting rather than just focusing on one thing. So um, we uh, decided to uh, set up Generation Skywalker. That's really interesting, actually, isn't it? Because um, the there are so many Star Wars um, podcasts. In fact, this uh, one-year anniversary edition of your podcast, I was listening to it, that that point was made right at the start, a year ago, how to find that niche. Do, do you think you found it successfully, Craig? I think it's growing. I, I think, as you say, it's a very, very big sphere, and um, we're grateful for every listen uh, we get. But, yeah, we it's healthy. You know, we get a good response, and... Um, we only want to grow it from there, not just with the podcast, but with the other things that we do. And that can be found over on our YouTube channel, That One Concept. Indeed. If you want to go and check out what you spoke about, because you're on there for 10, 15 minutes, weren't you? Mm, yeah, yeah, it was a little feature he has on... Um on podcasts and uh youtubers and twitches and things and and you know fair play to the bbc for giving airtime to rank amateurs like uh us. so bring it back to to what we're talking about what are people's thoughts on it becoming star wars day does it mean anything to you boys being star wars fans well being born on may 25th I've, I've always resisted it. The real Star Wars day is May 25th. But yeah, that doesn't seem to be catching on at all, does it? I think you kind of got to go with it. It gives all those people who are friends of yours who aren't diehard addicts like us just to be like, oh, yeah, Jess, yeah, May the 4th, yeah, reminds me I'll buy some socks for his birthday. You know, it's, it's all right. What did I do? Change my profile picture on Facebook. I think I probably watched a movie with Jules. It's easy. Yeah, I know everyone is like, oh, no, it's the 25th. Or then others just say every day is Star Wars Day. 
but the fact is if it encourages then the local coffee shop to do some wicker cookies or, or or something like that then keeps the spirit alive it's just one of those things which is pleasant doesn't do anyone any harm and again if it if it makes some people happy then fair enough i'm all for that i would pretty much echo what jess has just said every day star wars day in our house but you know the, the outer world sees may the fourth as has been a star wars day i can't see any harm in it really can you no, I mean, no. and uh, yeah you read them and they're like oh no it's you know this is awful i mean may the 25th dan you've just brought that up yeah but before may the 4th came a thing i don't remember loads no. of star wars fans going may 25th is star wars day I, i'm only saying it because it's my birthday that's only down, come but, about since but, may the 4th no i don't resist may the 4th i think i think from a you know from an announcements point of view and things like that it's a great I think a great focal point for the year. I don't think that, I thought last year's, there was a lot, you know, it would be an Empire 40th and stuff. It was a lot more focused on that. And we saw, you know, the probe droid came out from on the Elite Series and there was there was all kinds of announcements. I mean, I think Hasbro's offering this year, and we're going to go through some of it in a minute, was, was pretty flimsy, really. There wasn't a huge amount there, but last year felt, felt, felt like a, a real bumper, this is what we're doing for the rest of the year kind of affair. But it was a bit, of, it was a bit light this year, I thought. I'm not going to get argumentative, but May 25th, what, what does any brick care for that <laughs> it's my birthday <laughs> no, yeah yeah but so people say oh yeah Star Wars came out May the 25th yeah yeah, yeah. in the states you know so why have it based on some geographical location of where the film yes it was the global premiere of that movie but yeah me and the fourth is just easy it rolls off a tongue I mean flipping heck I love Avatar couldn't tell you when it was released May the fourth it's easy May the fourth I don't think there's anything wrong with it either, Jez. I don't know why Dan's getting so argumentative about it. Um, it makes me laugh when people like that react like that. He's absolutely flipped his lid. And- well, do you guys know about the sort of political connection with this? I don't know if any of you have seen that when this was first set. Now, I've checked it and because it was on Wiki- uh, Wikipedia and then it sort of said dubious. But then I've, I've looked further. It's on various different things. Newsweek It's on StarWarsFandom.com. The the phrase was first coined on May the 4th, 1979, when the United Kingdom elected Margaret Thatcher as prime minister. Thatcher ran under the Conservative Party at the time. And in 1979, the Conservative Party ran an advertisement in the London Evening News that read, May the 4th be with you, Maggie. Congratulations. So apparently, and there's, there's images of that, that newspaper clipping and cutting. So um, it started in 1979 um, by the Tory party. And then others have mentioned it in, in sort of cartoons and stuff. So, um, it, yeah, it, it first came out then. I hadn't seen that before today. I don't think you can draw a straight line from that to the <laughs> the celebrations that we enjoy today. Evil um, Galactic just... Empire. <laughs> It's just, it's just more than one person coming up with the same lame pun. I tell you what, though, Craig. I tell you what, I do like about him bringing that up is you've now got to find that newspaper article for the enhanced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. So just briefly before we go into what was announced May the fourth and what else we've had announced since the last show, did anyone see anything going on on online stores on May the fourth? Was it? Was it a big thing? Like we said, I just said about Lego. They normally, I think they did release a, a little set of your wardrobe on May the 4th, didn't they, wasn't it? Was it that little um, little Tatooine landscape? It was, yes, yes. Really sweet, that is. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice little set, wasn't it? I think they yeah. sold out very quickly because um, I did see on the Facebook group someone had flipped it straight away and was getting a load of, uh, load of people moaning at them. But uh, <laughs> that's the way it is these days, isn't it, sadly? Disney store had a key, another key, was a and Darth Vader one this time, and I've got it. Did you? What did you have to buy to get it though, Dan? You had to spend twenty pounds to get it, so I bought my little niece uh, a, a a Winnie the Pooh microwavable toy that 
keeps her warm in the night, night for her christening present. And I got a free I got a free key with that. Would you have bought her a christening present if it didn't have a key with it? I would have bought a christening present. But it would have been a couple of quid in the Tesco's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're quite into those keys now. You keep buying I, them, don't you? I know, I keep getting them, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got four now. <laughs> I mean, I look at some collectibles and think... Why would they collect them? And um, you've become a key fan. I just did actually um, little thingies in the air with my fingers. And uh, <laughs> just let you know, you can't see me. So. <laughs> do, they, do they do anything, those keys? No. You've got to save up and buck the door. And then you get what's behind it. <laughs> I'll take you to Disneyland and unlock things like a Harry Potter wand at Universal. There's nothing. I think they started out as like a, um, they used to do like openings. I think it was just at the stores originally. So the first customer through the door on a certain day would get a key. Or, and now they sell them. Secondary, secondary market <laughs> forms crazy, isn't it? Oh, I know, yeah. But yeah, there is dedicated Facebook groups. Uh, if you people want to go and join Dan on them, just drop them on <laughs> They'll be able to recommend you which ones are the best. There's so many. Has anyone been to them all? Not likely. I want to be the first one to see them all. Truly wonderful the mind of a child is. Come on. <laughs> When you find people who need your help, you help them, no matter what. We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. Stand up together. Because that's when we're strongest. As one. You won't be going alone. I'll have a friend with you. No. I'll have a Jedi with me. You might want to buckle up, baby. Take care of this little one. It'll take care of you. We had each other. That's how we won. Force is strong in my family. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. What is it they've sent us? Hope. Let's go over to announcements then, because I said there was announcements before May the 4th. And then on May the 4th, we did have some announcements. So we'll whiz through them. So it's quite a bit. And we're mainly going to look at the toy lines here. Uh, So, Dan, I'm going to come to you first. Take us through what was announced within the Vintage Collection. Yep. So we've got a few waves. So the first one I'll go through is the Gaming Greats. So I think we've seen lots of Gaming Greats on the Black Series. And we have seen Gaming Greats. Well, they weren't branded that back in the past on the Vintage Collection. So we saw we saw like um, Starkiller from The Force Unleashed. He was on a Vintage card back some years ago. He's quite an expensive one now. But they've released a, a wave of those. Uh, so there's a Shadow Trooper. Uh, there's an Electro Staff Purge Trooper. Also, we've got a Scout Trooper. And a heavy battle droid. So I think the heavy battle droid was from Battlefront 2. The scout trooper is from the Fallen Order game. The purge trooper is from the Fallen Order game. And the shadow trooper, I think, again, was from the Force Unleashed. So we're seeing those those on vintage card backs now with a Lucasfilm 50th logo on. Then there's a second wave of re-release figures. So they've re-released the Luke Skywalker Hoff the Han Endor, the Admiral Akbar, and the Emperor's Royal Guard. So they were released in the original run of the vintage collection a few years back. So they're, they're bringing those ones back again. And just on that theme, 
around that time so i think that was mid-april when they when they announced all of those they also announced that a number of um of the older figures were going to go into a little bit of a fan vote to see which would get a re-release so there was five figures in in total the star killer i mentioned and there was the ahsoka tano which i don't know if you guys just just quickly have looked at the completed listings on ebay for that figure recently in the last month they've been going between 400 and 600 pounds for that ahsoka tano on a vintage card back from less than 10 years ago so the prices are going crazy on that figure yeah there was the tank trooper from rogue one that only came out a year or two ago but was 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 really hard to find a weak way on a return of the Jedi card, which is again another tough one, and a Republic Commando, um, which was from I think the old Republic game. So they put those into a bit of a fan vote, and then on May the fourth they announced the winner, and it was the Republic Commando from the old Republic game. So that one's going to be getting a re-release um, sometime this year. Um, that's another one that goes for well over a hundred pounds. So there'll be quite a few happy people out there that are going to be able to get their hands on that now. I can only imagine that they're going to release all of those at some point, but that's the uh, that was the winner. But on from there on May the 4th, they announced several more figures. So there was the off-world Jawa um, from the Mandalorian, which is not to be confused with the Elder Jawa, but it's coming with the Razor Crest. There was the Arc Trooper Echo, who's from the, the three-pack that came out last year. So they're releasing, looks like they're going to release all of those as, as single figures. A Tebow from Return of the Jedi, a Death Star droid from Star Wars, a Luke Skywalker Endor, Tusken Raider from Star Wars, and also there was a, a Rogue One Blue Leader has been announced. So that's the X-Wing and the pilot from the Rogue One movie. That hasn't got a release date yet, and it's not up for pre-order. It's only only been teased. On that Luke Skywalker Endor, it's quite funny. So he's obviously one of the last 17 figures from the Vintage Collection. They've actually released it with a, a an unremovable helmet, would you believe? So despite us all crying out and complaining that the original's helmet wouldn't come off, they've, they've gone and done it again. And the last figure that they've announced is this multicoloured, I don't know, what you call it a boba fett prototype retro collection figure that's uh that's going to be released in the coming weeks and or months as well i don't get it <laughs> it's just another oh let's let's just paint boba fett multicolored because it's boba fett and every collector will have to have it and there'll be about 15 different variations of it as well i imagine at least yeah. I think that, that original Vader one, I turned like 63 different variations that you could get of it. Yeah, that is purely there to money grab. It doesn't mean anything, does it? Does anyone on here like that kind of thing? I know Dan will buy it, but what about the rest of you? Pointless, like you say, it's a money grab. It's like the carbonized stuff. It's it's just, let's. how can we use the, the mould yet again? How can we package this differently without spending any more money on new tooling? It's, it's a cash grab, like you say, mate. It's simple as that. People are going mad for them, though, aren't they? I've seen them online just like, oh, I've got to get this. Vader goes for a lot of money now. I think it's because there are so many variations. You put something like Fett out there, but you've got all these crazy Fett collectors. It's like a drug to them. You're talking about the 96 being released, Dan. It's actually mm. going to be 100, isn't it? Because they are going to do the three... The band members. The band members and Blue Snaggletooth. That's what that's what the rumour is. And by the end of 2021, that's going to be complete. How far are they into it? That's a question you wish I'd written on the show notes, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. They've got to be close. I think this is the nearing the end. I think the, the, there's rumours that the next wave is going to have the Emperor in it, and he's one of the last ones. But everything there again, though, and I've been listening to a few other shows but and, and reading up, but none of these are original figures. I think other than the uh, the, the pilot that comes with this X-Wing that's I'm not for pre-order, none of those figures released on May the 4th were brand new figures. I think they've obviously got the face scanning technology, and I think the Tusken Raider's got new arms, but there isn't anything there that's kind of a brand new sculpt. I think the other complaint I heard was about the Death Star droid is not fact metalized and it's it's just silver paint with a 
with a black finish. It's not um not as shiny as the old one. And no bad batch in there, is there? Nope. Only one Mandalorian figure. I thought we was gonna get a, mm. a deluge of season two Mandalorian figures, but yeah, just just the Jawa. Interesting. Right then, so let's go over to Jez then, who's uh, been enjoying looking at the black series, no doubt, having never bought one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. I, I've got a, it's a Finn in Stormtrooper armor with the red sort of blood on him from oh, Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah, I've got one of those. But yes, yeah, so you've given me the Black Series as opposed to uh, looking at Hot Toys, which has been great. Uh, and there's been loads of them. And we're going to start off with my favorite, which is Tech from the Bad Batch, because I think this is brilliant. They, they've launched so many it, standard sort of price point, uh, 1999. Uh, but this one, tech, yeah, it comes with the most amount of accessories, five of them. And it looks great. And I think that's going to be a really popular one, as we've all said, the Bad Batch. And when you watch it, Stu, you'll agree, it is awesome. Moving on to you've got um, Costa Reeves from The Mandalorian. Now, this is um, Bo-Katan sort of female sidekick who's who's there and again that is a great sculpt i'm getting more and more impressed with this stuff and i do now see the appeal and why people are going for this yeah so these are on pre-order black series 19.99 and again this comes with a few accessories you've got a couple of blasters and the rocket pack but sculpt in itself and when you look at the artwork and everything on the box i think these are really really smart we did speak last week about some unnecessary plastic packaging but all in all yeah those two straight off the bat i think they're really impressive as is the next one which is i don't know if is it just me or this, this has always been a slightly alluring figure the old aura sing uh, i mean this says from phantom menace but aura sing as you would have seen was initially there but you've seen her as a side character throughout the animated series as well and this is the one if people can't instantly sort of uh, picture her is the one with the sort of built-in antenna just sticking out of her head. It's like someone's just stuck a little stick on the top of her head. So this is a sniper, so as you'd expect, comes with the extra pistol weapons and the sniper weapon. They're all coming out. I nearly bought it at the weekend. It was in Smith's. Really? Yeah, this so this the, current the, wave was all in there, so they are on the shelves in the UK. Again, a really, really uh, smart-looking figure. And then moving on, this is where... It, I wouldn't say it gets a little bit more niche. I mean, I, I, I would absolutely recognise Aura Singh from, uh, from Star Wars now, having seen it in different series. But then we move on to uh, Zero from The Mandalorian, which was the... Uh, creature which then made a comeback in series two and this is one which is voiced by richard what was it richard iord so it's a strange bug-like looking uh sort of intelligence droid um so yeah that, that that's a strange one really really weird sort of robocop looking bug thing which comes with a weapon so yeah a whole different array of uh, black series stuff and then you move on to i don't know about you guys the uh, lando I think they've kind of missed the mark slightly. It just, I don't want, I don't want it to be like that whole not my Luke Skywalker thing. But I don't think he looks like Lando. I think they've aged him massively, and I think actually, this whilst it is a good sculpt, there's a lot of detailing in there. The Lando for me doesn't quite hit the mark, but it, it comes with some great accessories and a really nice cape. I think maybe just the vintage elitist in me is still thinking, oh, I prefer the vintage in this. But before I go on, what, what do you guys think about this Lando in particular? Am I am I wrong with that head sculpt? I mean, for the price, you know, you, you get a lot, but I don't know if it's the moustache or what, but he just, to me, he looks about 20 years older than I remember him in this role. That's all. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm, you know, looking at my vintage figure and it's obviously much smaller, less detail there. You get into the larger detail. And I just think they've got the age wrong on that one, but it is a smart figure. 
And then we go on to the Black Series helmet, which, yeah, I just thought, oh, here we go. It's another helmet. But there's a little bit more to it than that. So this is the Wedge Antilles helmet, but it's battle simulations. So this actually comes with lights and sounds, which is obviously just an, an added bonus there where you actually put it on. And I believe you've got two different sort of scenarios which you can sort of reenact. And, and the lights will vary depending on what's being told based on what um, simulation you have. So not a bad little thing there for someone who's a bit of a Wedge fan. Moving on, yeah, you've got the Flame Trooper, Knight Brother Warrior, which I think, having looked at that, that's the um, Maul particular creature, isn't it? So, yeah, these are just coming from, from the games itself. And then we go on to the um, Star Wars Black Series, Vice Admiral Rampart. So uh, I Googled him as well earlier on. So um, Vice Admiral Rampart, I think we're going to be seeing more and more of this particular character in the Bad Batch all sorts of different characters coming out and talking about the bad batch we've also got a shock trooper coming out and we spoke about the helmet just now with regards to the wedge antilles one but there's a mandalorian death watch premium electronic helmet which is really really quite cool this one with the press of a button you actually get the um the sort of range finder rotating down through 90 degrees uh, which is pretty cool i've seen i've seen people you know the mandalorian mercs and stuff trooping around with these things which just go up and down you just think oh that looks really really good you can have your own and it wouldn't cost much finally we've got the uh the clone wars uh, sort of retro packaging so you've got anakin obi-wan clone pilot hawk and the arc trooper echo really great packaging i really like the packaging on these with the um the fact that in the background obviously makes the uh the helmet and you've got the viewfinder but some really really good figures particularly with um anakin and obi-wan i think they've really really done a great job on those clone pilot hawk yeah absolutely looks looks like a hawk and there's a lot of love for the arc trooper echo obviously this is in his clone wars sort of regalia rather than as you see him where he ultimately ends up in the bad batch but all in all a great run and uh loads of things for people to get stuck in those last four, those Clone Wars figures, I think they're going to be uh, possibly quite um, sought after. So I think they're um, Target exclusives in the States. They still haven't launched them in the States, but yet you can order them all over Europe. I think Xavi have got them. A lot of the guys we talk about have already got them up for pre-order. So the Americans are clamoring for them. I think there's a lot of love for the Clone Wars yeah. at the minute. I don't think they're going to be on those card backs for long. They'll probably release them in the regular boxes at some point. But I think because they're exclusives, those those card backs could be uh, quite sought after. I think the uh, the Obi-Wan looks brilliant, really. I mean, they all look good. But for uh, some reason, they just nailed Ewan's face on that Obi-Wan. Or, or not Ewan's face, the, the actual the likeness for the animation is, is brilliant. Like you say, Dan, though, only two Mando figures in there. A few bad batch this time. but And then, and then you look at Hot Toys and it's just wall-to-wall Mando. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so let's go over to hot toys so first of all how many do we say six was there six announcements mark i, I think you've given me the hot toys on purpose because um you're just <laughs> trying to get you to buy one you are you, I, I think this is a tactic and i think i, I think it's uh, it could not work because <laughs> every time i look at these things i'm just blown away on the, the detail the lightness the facial sculpts I keep going back to that layer best bin and I, I just I just think for the money they represent real value for money if you buy them at the right time and you don't necessarily go after the secondary market because I would imagine a lot of these go up in price. The, the first one that they've released is the Ashoka Tano from Mandalorian and there's a deluxe version and a standard version. So the deluxe version comes with a Grogu and base 
and uh, a little lamp, lantern accessory. And the, you know, the soft goods, the, the soft sculpt on on the on the figures, they just seem to get it so perfect. And for a price point of, um, I think the deluxe version is three hundred and fifteen dollars. So I think that's about two hundred and seventy-five quid, something like that. I think that is really good value for money. I mean, you could sit and look at that thing all day. Standard version is just the figure, just the show Catano uh, figure on her own. And then we've got the Mandalorian and Blurg. Now, this is a real chunk of sculpture. I think that's the only word to describe it, really. What a thing. I love the Blurg character anyway. I think it's a great bit of creature design. This is $555, so it's about 450 quid, I think. Um, so it's a real big piece. You know, you've got to have the space to you know, display it. And then the, the standard one, you can just get the blurg on its own. So if you've already got the Mandalorian figure, you can uh, stick it on the blurg. So at least they're offering that separately. And that's uh, $315. So again, about 275 $280 quid uh, if you just want the blurg on its own. And then we've got the Grogu figure, which again, detail is absolutely Second to none, that set you get a uh, loath cat, is it? One of the little frogs that he likes to sort of eat, the, the pram and uh, a little storage box. And for $145, I think that is very good value for money. And Echo Bad Batch, this figure, the Bad Batch, again, I just love the look of them. They, they look so cool. And what's great about Echo is he's got his arm missing. So he's got this uh, kind of... Uh, screwdriver tool thing for for an arm. He's, he's quite a gruesome looking character. And again, two hundred eighty five dollars. So that's what two hundred twenty odd pounds, something like that. Again, I think for for that figure, I think it's fantastic. And the last one, which I think is probably going to be my favourite, is the Stormtrooper Commander from Mandalorian. And it's just got that right amount of weathering on it. It's not overly done. It's not too pristine. It's just weathered slightly. Level of detail in it is just amazing. I, I, I love this figure. I'm seriously tempted by it. So watch this space. I'm, I might, <laughs> might invest in one. And I think that's about 180-odd quid, I think, something like that. And I tell you what, 180 quid this well spent as far as I'm concerned Mate, I think that's worth it I, I think I said it on the last show with Jez I bought the Return of the Jedi Stormtrooper which is obviously a very similar figure and it's one of my favourite um, one of my favourite hot toys beautiful on display I think you're right you think you've nailed it there Mark okay my issue I love that blurg but I've already got the Mandalorian figure man then I was I'm in an RM do I want the blurg on its own I really hope they bring Quill out on the blurg would really make my life complete because I don't want the same figure twice same with the Ahsoka it's quite nice that they bring them out deluxe with Grogu but they offer that without him because obviously he's in the two pack with the Mando on mine I don't want loads of Grogu's in every situation so I, I do think Hot Toys do a great job of offering you with a figure that should be with it and then without I, people I, already I, bought it I think that it sort of proves that they're a company that actually have collectors interests at heart and yeah. they, they know how to please a collector rather than looking at how can we wring every last penny out of them they're giving them options yeah i i, I think i think they offer value for money and it, from what i've heard it's a good quality product 
I must admit, when I put the show notes together, all six, you could make an argument for purchasing this month. I think they're all fantastic. They're beautiful. They really are beautiful. I do love that Stormtrooper. But the the Grogu seems like a a really great starting sort of entry level point, doesn't it, for for Hot Toys? I haven't seen a Hot Toys at that price point yet. Yeah, that that could be really, really tempting. The Blurg, I, I was looking at the Blurg and I was like, yeah, that's not for me at all i just thought <laughs> it just looks like a big pregnant tadpole with legs but uh looking at the it, the the other ones which you mentioned i think yeah the echo the stormtrooper is i think that might be the one which gets me buying a hot toy so you've got the return of a jedi one because there aren't any stormtroopers available at the moment apart from this one but it did say that the pauldron is a accessory so it doesn't necessarily need to wear the pauldron and if it's not then i assume it's looking just like a regular stormtrooper yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mark, for that. Um, all six were brilliant. But Dan, we also had three more teased, didn't we? God knows when they'll come out. I mean, the Mandalorian figures, they do tend to be sticking them up for pre-order pretty quickly. But I know that there is figures which were teased and have been sitting as coming soon on the hot toy on the sideshow site for like two years. Yeah, yeah so there's there's three. They've just put a, I think there's just one picture of each available to give you an idea. Anyways, there's a there's a hunter from the Bad Batch. You'll be pleased to know, Mark. So be able to pre-order that one if, alongside your uh, your Echo. If you look at the Echo page on sideshow and go for all the Echo photos, hunters behind him, him. quite a few of the images there. Yeah, I think the same with the quill as well. So they've teased the quill and he's he's um he's been um, pictured on a blurg next to the Mandalorian. So I think that's answered your question as well, uh, Stu whether or not they release it as a two-pack or not or whether you need to buy them separately remains to be seen and then the third one then was the the mandalorian on a swoop bike um and that's from the the season two i think he's he's riding that in the first and then he he crashes it in the beginning of the second episode with grogu on board Uh, i suppose the interesting thing about that one is that armor in season two at the beginning is slightly different to the armor in season one the uh, beskar armor so i think on the grogu and mandalorian two-pack stew he's got a um slightly different plate on his i think it's on his right leg the, the fire plate and this one's got the complete beskar version so that's how they get you. So if you want all three versions of the Mandalorian, you've got you need to buy the one that comes with the uh, with the blurg that was originally released, then the one that you've got plus this third third release. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the bike looks good. The bike does look good. Yeah, all three look good as well, don't they? Yeah. So there's been a few miscellaneous pieces. Just want to go through a few bits just to give them a nod. Um, coming over to you, Mark. I'm a bit gutted because I don't think they're going to come. They're going to make the shores in the UK. But um, the Mandalorian pinball table made by Stern. No, they're not coming to the UK, mainly because um, they won't run the electricity. And obviously right. the size of them, it just be far too expensive to ship them over. But these are full-sized pinball machines and this company called stern pinball are offering three different versions which is quite unusual you would think that they would just put all their sort of eggs into one basket and just offer up the one because you know one pinball machine for the mandalorian is you know is enough isn't it but clearly not and they've really pushed the boat out and they have they are offering three different pinball machines and these range from six thousand two hundred dollars for the pro machine which and i have to say the artwork on these is just absolutely stunning 
and it's by a guy called Randy Martinez, who I know a lot of uh, collectors out there will already be very familiar with. His artwork is uh, very, very widely collected. And it suits the pinball sort of genre very well. Really colourful, bright. So the Probe one is full colour, obviously, and uh, it's an unlimited machine. Then we've got the Premium Edition, which again is... I think that's seven thousand eight hundred dollars so these aren't cheap things these are considered purchases and again different artwork different sound effects different play fantastic things to look at and then a limited edition which is limited to uh, 750 machines again looks slightly different it's got like a silver beskar armor vibe going on so it, it looks completely different from the other two and uh, like i say there's only 750 of those uh, signed by the artist again slightly different gameplay sound effects game props inside the machine or whatever but amazing things I, it would be lovely to see these things over here i thought it would be up your street just because of the artwork just the um the kind of backdrop of that header bit of the machine on the glass with all the troopers and the and things i just thought that would just be amazing on its own if you, if you could source that but well people do collect the um the glass don't they boards the score glass and what they do is they create a light box so it lights up and it, it's a piece, basically a piece of art. I very, very nearly bought a, a vintage Buck Rogers one. It was in the UK, it was in parts. I don't know the first thing about pinballs, but it was all, all it was all there, but it was all in parts. It didn't work, but the cabinet artwork was just breathtaking. And I wish that I, I really do wish I bought it. And it was last year, and it went for five hundred pounds. It would have been the best five hundred pounds I've ever spent. Yeah, really nice. I think they're a, a company out of Chicago. So if you're in the states and you've got that sort of money um, and you've got the space, definitely be looking at that. I, I love the little. They've got like a little proper Grogu, haven't they? Built in the corner, which is a, a beautiful little piece. I, I think they are bespoke sculptures. For, specifically for the, the the pinball machine they've got like a razor crest in there which That's is right. sculpted specifically for that cabinet wonderful piece these pieces are are wonderful in this uh, miscellaneous area because that's why we've added them in here but uh jez coming over to you boba fett bust by unruly industries yeah now for something completely different i did love that <laughs> the pinball machine by the way but th this is something absolutely out of there and uh i'm probably going to come to craig in a minute uh, and mark to maybe correct me if i'm wrong because this is an artist's piece this is absolutely an artist piece so this is a boba fett bust 
by the artist Jesse Hernandez and it's by Unruly Industries. Now it's been on Sideshow. At the moment, they don't know from a limited edition point of view how many of these they're busting out. It's going to be about eight inches by seven inches. It's a Boba Fett bust, but this one is different. It's Urban Aztec Infiltrates the Galaxy Far, Far Away. So it's a mashup between um, our Star Wars concept of your standard Boba Fett. It is a Mandalorian whose entire armor has been inspired by sort of urban Aztec. To me, it almost looks very, very oriental as well. But the intricate details for an object which is only eight inches tall, what they've done here to the to the pauldrons, to the helmet, to the visor, to the viewfinder. I mean, I urge people to check this out, even if they're not listening now to the um, Enhanced podcast, because these images are truly striking. It's it's samurai. It's it's everything. It's, it's not just Aztec. To me, there, there's absolute Japanese influences throughout this, but I've probably got that completely wrong. But that's what I see when I look at these things. What what they've done with this, the detailing forward and back, it is phenomenal uh, with, with the rocket pack and everything else. There's not a great deal like more I can say about it. It's very, very out there. This is absolutely belongs in any sort of FET focus collector, but it, it's it's entirely peculiar, but it's also really, really intriguing. I, I look to all of you, but first of all, Craig and Mark, I, I don't know if you've seen this and, and what you've got to offer on it, because the detailing, I'm, I'm looking at the primary pictures and it's so intricate. But then you look at the detail, you're like, it's only eight inches tall. So fabulous. Yeah, it's uh, it reminds me of those um, Japanese samurai takes that they did on the action figures like Vader and Stormtrooper and Fett done as Samurai, Samurai Warriors. And it kind of worked. I could see how those things kind of meshed together. And they did look very, very cool. Bit of a niche thing, very sort of limited market, I guess. Hmm. I think this is just, they're appealing to the same kind of collector as, uh, as those, really. I love it. And I think it just goes to highlight and prove just how Star Wars sort of crosses over into so many different avenues, you know, that this artist has seen an Aztec design, an Aztec warrior in, in the Boba Fett costume. It's fantastic. I love it. I can see where you're getting the, the Japanese nod from. That that the like this like a dragon on the, the front of his uh, his helmet looks very of that location. But as you as you do like the three sixty around the uh, the whole of the, the piece it is. I mean the back the back of that, that jetpack is so Aztec, it's uh, it, it's beautiful. This is brand new to me, so I've just been having a quick look while we've been talking and um, this artist or this this company have done lots of other things. So some Marvel characters there, the Wolverine in a in a similar style is it's great i love that i can imagine seeing a cosplayer dressed like this you know I've, I've been to the mandalorian mercs now because of mandalorian you know they are in their element and i had seen all these things in the past which were from the clone wars and from various different things and my appreciation of star wars cosplaying costumes was very much focused on the nine movies and not much more and now I've got so much more of an appreciation for cosplayers and people who are using imagination and, and what they see in Clone Wars and Rebels. And this absolutely fits. It is cool. It's expensive. And as you say, Mark, it would be very niche. And this might be one of the reasons why at the moment they're not sure how many they are going to limit it to. Uh, but, it, yeah, definitely cool. 
one for you to buy there, Jez. <clears throat> Another bust. We're coming over to you now, Craig. A gentle giant bust this time. A 3D one. This is a TIE fighter pilot. Uh, it features in uh, Star Wars Squadron. So it's a TIE fighter pilot, but she has a very distinctive red kind of helmet deco that's supposed to pick out the sort of skull features that are inherent in that helmet design. Um, when you look at footage from the game, it's actually quite subtle. You know, it could be mistaken for a glow of a light in the cockpit or whatever. But on this particular um, gentle giant bust, it's quite a contrast. So it's a, it's a big bust. It's part of their Legends in 3D range, which is half scale. So it stands about 10 inches tall. It's on top of a pedestal. They're limiting it to uh, 500 pieces. And it's available on uh, pre-order now for $175. Nice. Dan, over to you. We've we've mentioned Gentle Giant Busts on a recent show. Um, three more announced. Yeah, three more. So the first one is, well, there's two of the same, really. We've got, we got um, Wrecker from The Bad Batch. So it's the character from the new show in a in a standard pose, holding a blaster. The standard version just comes with without his helmet on, and that's limited, I think, to 3,000 pieces. Stands about six inches tall. And then there's a web-exclusive version, which is pretty much exactly the same piece, except for he comes with his helmet, and you can display him with or without the helmet. So, yeah, it looks really good. looks like he does on the show. Uh, it's quite a nice one. I think they're $100 each, so I don't think it matters which one you get, the exclusive or the other. They're both £100, so you might as well try and get him with the exclusive um, to get that, that extra bit of uh, kit, his helmet. And the and the, the other one that was released was a big dark lighter. So, again, it's another bust. Um, he comes with interchangeable hands and a helmetless head and a helmeted head. Personally, I don't think much to the helmetless head. I don't think that, that looks pr- particularly good, but the, the one with the helmet looks pretty good. Yeah, these are the mini busts rather than the classics, aren't they? So they're on the smaller black base rather than the figure going right down to the shelf. But still, still a hundred quid day or hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Won't be touching them myself. Over to you then, Mark. We also have Gentle Giant have done a mini bust of Ahsoka. A lot of Ahsoka love at the moment. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of these busts if i'm brutally honest with you i i know that there are people out there that collect them uh this one's of a show katano and it's not really a great amount to say about it she's she looks like she's hold well she is holding two two lightsabers looks like she's going in for the kill i mean it's nice enough but i think it's retails about 60 dollars which is about 45 quid it's on pre-order but i think the pre-orders are all sold out now so if you were thinking about buying one don't bother uh, yeah, so there you go. The Shokotano mini bust. Happy days. Happy days. Right, over to you, Craig. Something we're going to talk about in a minute, but uh, Gentle Giant Jumbo Figures are back. Yeah, I was surprised to see this on the list. I thought they'd abandoned this uh, a, a long time ago, but here we have a re release of uh, Darth Vader just a year later from the uh, 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. And the main difference with this is it comes on a card back with a foil sticker that says the 40th anniversary summer convention web exclusive. Uh, and there's a space there for them to hand number the edition out of a run of 750. The only other difference really is that the figure has got a, a different paint app because the, the original really sort of failed to capture the uh, the original shine of the vintage figure that inspired it. So in their words, it has a newly updated glossy sheen that more closely resembles the luster of its original three and three quarters counterpart. And that is available now. And they've got that at $80. That looks spot on, doesn't it? Sorry to jump in, but when you look at images of that, with no scale in the background, you might just think that you were looking at the three and three quarter inch figure. Yeah, I, I, I think, think they've nailed that one. 
when when you're dealing with a figure like this that hasn't got a, a painted face it's uh, a lot more convincing which i'm sure we will uh, unpack a little later on yeah we'll be coming on to these jumbo figures very shortly but um as well as this one we also have had another vader announced dan a concept edition so they've taken the Ralph McQuarrie artwork of Vader, so that 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 famous image of him fighting Luke Skywalker. I think it's on the Tantive. Luke's wearing a some sort of respirator, and I think at the time it was meant to be that Darth Vader wasn't going to wear his mask, and that was his his respirator for fighting in uh, Zero Atmosphere. But obviously they kept the mask on. But that mask, obviously, it's uh, quite iconic, and they've decided to make a vintage-style action figure from it. The, the helmet itself is obviously reminiscent of that. It's it's a lot sleeker. The the helmet itself is is shorter, and the the front of the mask the brief space is is, is is elongated and there's lots of blues on it so like the artwork there's lots of navy blues across the helmet across the cape and they've they've replicated that in in the uh, in the action figure so again that's available now on gentle giant i think that's 80 dollars as well a bit of a, a strange one that but yeah that's what they've gone with they haven't done anything like that before with the with the jumbo figures they've always stuck to what what, what was released in the original line interestingly the Darth Vader one that Craig's just mentioned on the back there's a um a Boba Fett prototype okay I don't know where this is going gonna come (laughs) it's all it's all white like the original suit was when they did the test fitting so whether that is on the horizon because I'm not aware of it being released before no I'm not I hope they do a carbonized Oh, God, do you know what, Mark? I'm so treated to a carbonised figure. I really am. I hope you do, mate. I'll treasure it. Yeah. Whenever I look at it, I will think of you. OK. The final thing in this miscellaneous section, then, I've come over to you, Jez, because you're the one person we've had on the show who actually uh, gives the pop final figures a bit of love because they've announced all five bad batches. Yeah, and why not? You know, these he's <laughs> all right. We've had three episodes of the Bad Batch and straight away just looking at outline images. I can tell you all of them that, that and this is a great thing about the Bad Batch, that they've designed these five different characters so well that without looking at any nameplates or anything straight away, people are like, ah, oh, right, yeah, that's the one. And it, it's terrible. It's just the way they've designed it. Oh, that's the one with the glasses. He's obviously, the, you know, the, the techie one. But the way they've done this, they're all so, so individual. And and I actually like them. And from a price point of view, that's not bad. $10.99 uh, for these. Yeah, they're all right. I think my favourite, definitely the standalone one for me is the sniper bad boy crosshair i think uh i think that's awesome he's just uh stood there with his uh with his silenced weapon and it's uh it's looking pretty good i can see the appeal for these and i know that um you know they're they're doing very well out of their star wars line aren't they so um price wise do you know what that's not bad it's just something to have a bit in the office maybe on the desk you know birthday's coming along in um 11 months so uh, you know if anyone's interested <laughs> you know i'm looking at the one i'm I like him. I like him more than I thought I would do. I really do. Well, there you go. So, listeners, watch out on our YouTube channel for an unboxing video of <laughs> the pop vinyls and jazz. Okay. So, the final thing we need to discuss on the announcements is, of course, Tiki. And they just keep churning out. I just want to make one correction. Last month, we mentioned that we'd seen these images come out and whether they were going to do a run of Cantina Aliens. Days after we recorded, images came out of those cups. Craig, they weren't quite what we were hoping for, were they? No, they're, they're what they're calling scenic tumblers. So they're, uh, they're an image that wraps around a, a pretty plain uh, drinking vessel of those characters rendered in that style but they're not actual individual sculpted characters 
Or are they? <laughs> well, there you go. They are still quite good fun, though, weren't they? I thought. Yeah, um, they're the kind of thing I'd need to see in hand because, in the in the scheme of their uh, their product line, you know, the actual figural mugs are are so good that they'd have to be pretty special for you to not want to keep buying those and buy these these scenic tumblers. But Craig, we saw quite a lot of things come available which have been unavailable before and all sorts. So I'm going to let you just run with Tiki because we've had things released, we've had things teased. I'll let you just give us a run down of what what we actually did see yeah i, I mean as you say they, they do tend to to tease and, and show things online at quite a rate of knots they, they come across as a company so beeline creative who who make these geeky tikis they, they come across as being very excitable and, and so passionate about what they're doing that they're always teasing and dropping these things on social media all the time and not just star wars you know they've got this ever-growing portfolio of licensed products and there's there's something new to look at on their instagram feeds you know most most weeks and i think it was just like uh, over a year ago they showcased a max rebo mug which looked to be like a fully realized product it was a great likeness this bright blue glaze at the max rebo band in a retro font on the front and it just it just really worked as a as an object because it's a fun party drinking vessel and given the the character's role as the you know the party starter in in return of the jedi i'd argue that there wasn't a, a better character to be a to a tiki mug but they never mentioned it again until uh, uh very very recently they've also teased uh, an ahsoka like sketches of ahsoka design proposals for tie fighter um bowls uh, and as we just said, you know, these these scenic uh, picture tumblers that they've released probably like last month. And they even promoted like the land speeder bowl uh, on the reverse of the Atat box, which, you know, is, is very much in the same vein as the Atat and the Falcon. It's this large bowl, comes with a couple of accompanying muglets, but it never really materialised for sale. So they get, they're very good at sort of showing this stuff off. But when it comes to sort of, well, where can I buy it? It, it can go a bit quiet. So that's why May the 4th, uh, Just Gone, was, was quite a special day because they actually uh, appeared uh, online for uh, for an Instagram Live, which they've, they've never done before. But May the 4th became the, the official launch date for the Rebo and the Landspeeder I've just mentioned, uh, along with re-releases of uh, the big Falcon Bowl and the Arcade Cabinet, which I know we've talked about on the uh, on the show before. And what they did is they put the with different retailers so the land speeder was sold through uh, toink and that retailed at 69.99 the rebo went through entertainment earth at 39.99 and this is dollars and the arcade cabinet was available direct from them for 35 dollars the falcon the re-release of the falcon was also available directly from them but i believe it sold out in under a minute jez was it you told me that <laughs> it was four minutes four so, minutes uh, yeah managed to grab one for a third party which i'm so pleased with bless him so yeah four minutes they went in a flash yeah i, I don't know i think it was 250 yeah it was 250 units in four minutes did anyone else bag anything? We got a couple of group purchases, kids. <laughs> yeah, my Dan got us all a arcade machine, and I got us all a Rebo. I grabbed a Land Speeder. I think you did as well, Craig. I did. I I, I grabbed a Land Speeder, and uh, Kimberly also went quite independently and got another Rebo. So I'm uh, so we might have two in the house. Oh, nice. I'm sure we can find him at home. <laughs> I grabbed some He-Man ones as well as we were doing an order coming over. Cool. I don't really watch these big brand product reveals from Hasbro and the like. I've obviously seen highlights from the odd presentation, but I was very keen to sort of tune in to, to Beeline's first ever Instagram Live, which which our time is about 11.30 on, on, on May the 4th. It wasn't recorded and put on there for anyone to watch it, so I'm glad I did tune in live uh, because it would have been the only chance uh, to, to see that. So what they did was rather it being some swanky presentation 
wasn't from a boardroom somewhere it was direct from a tiki bar in nashville called chopper and their vibe is a really cool looking mashup of robots and tiki like the perfect venue for for something like this and it just had a really good atmosphere with them presenting live from a little booth in a bar they were being handed drinks and it just seemed like a like a good time so there was a bit of an interview with the the bar owner and then the big kahuna of beeline this guy called brandon uh Giraldis, took over the chat and what a guy aloha everybody how are you can you hear me okay so guess what geeky tiki's turned five years old today yeah we launched geeky tiki's um may the 4th 2016 and because of your support and um, your fandom, it's just grown, and to include Star Wars and Marvel and DC and, and everything. So we thank you, our fans, and we raise a toast uh, in my Bauschlea mug for May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. I can say they're so enthusiastic about what they're doing, and I imagine the, the absolute opposite of what the suits at Hasbro presenting these things uh, can be like, because they were just keen to show things off. So they they had a few things on camera that they showed off. So some some uh, new product that will be uh, that will be coming away, and all of this looked like finished pieces. It wasn't sort of sketches or prototypes. The first thing that they they showed was a, a Rebo band mini muglet four pack. This is a first look. Anybody that's on our live stream, this is a first look. This is a Max Rebo mini muglet. So you've got two mini muglets here. These hold about four ounces a piece. Max Rebo comes with size noodles. Size noodles. All right. Here we go. What do you guys think? All right. So there's going to be a four pack um, of the Max Rebo band muglets, uh, which we're excited. Those are going to come out later this fall. So you had... Rebo and his piano. So the the Rebo and the piano, piano were separate parts. So they they split apart to form two little mugs. And obviously, size noodles and drinking the cool. We've got a set of four Cantina mini muglets with Figrin Dan as the the main muglet there. So I know some people have asked about this, but it's going to be a full set of four. There's Hammerhead, Panda Baba, and Snaggletooth. These are going to come out later this year. Um, so if you're not a member of our newsletter, please sign up today um, and you'll find out more about these in the coming months. The TIE Fighter that they teased on Instagram a few weeks ago, they say is coming later in the year. And this is interesting. This is where tuning into these things can, can, can give you a bit of insight into, into what goes into it. So he was saying how hard they are to make. I mean, you think about how... Uh, a TIE fighter is constructed, you know, that's perhaps not one piece uh, of ceramic in a kiln, you know, that's that's three pieces they have to put together. So it'll be done in small batches, which is why the Falcon is so limited. Okay, so I gotta say this, we are re-releasing the Falcon, so for any of you that missed the Falcon, it's coming back. Um, I have to say the Falcon is a very tough item to make, so we release it in small batches. Uh, I hope you appreciate that. Um, but we will uh, release the Falcon again later this summer, later this fall. Presumably, lots of them come out and they're broken or they haven't quite worked. So uh, if anyone's got any experience with ceramics, you know, that can that can happen. So what they're saying is that these these more elaborate, complicated shapes, they're harder to do. They're going to come out in smaller batches. They're not holding these things back just because they want to make them rare. They're doing it because they're actually physically difficult to, to get to market. So that looked great. I mean, they haven't actually shown any of these images, these 
products anywhere else but i'm i was screen grabbing as they were going along so i do have some shots that i can i can put into the enhanced which um, i've not seen anywhere else online so uh, so that's worth having a look at one of the other pieces that they showcased again which was a finished looking piece was a dewback dewback is there a dewback back there where you got a dewback oh wow so, um, May the 4th is a new tradition. We give a sneak peek of new mugs that are coming out. Uh, we did this last year, and we're doing it this year. So, this massive mug is a dewback with incredible details. It's got a beautiful green glaze with a nice brown overspray. It is absolutely fantastic. I think. Don't quote me on this, but I think it holds this massive back bowl, which was just lovely. I thought it was it was great, you know, in the style that all the other stuff's done in. But it just it just worked for this character, and there was a little mini sand trooper mugglet that sat on top um, and had a little recess. So if you're familiar with the the recess in the hand of the rancor, um, little sort of bespoke place for him to to sit so he doesn't sort of slide off little kind of round uh, uh recess for that to to sit in which is very cool so that was all all of their kind of close to uh, production items from their main line and then he introduced another of the artist series so we've spoken before about the, the collaboration that um, geeky tikis did with the artist shag so shag known for um, this very retro uh, style works a lot with disney they obviously work with him to kind of go what would you do if you could design a tiki mug and we had a, a series of four mugs with all the accompanying packaging that they released as this artist series and they announced another one uh, on may the 4th with eric tan so another limited edition series 500 pieces they've got stormtrooper chewy vader and fett and again if you don't know eric tan's work similar kind of thing but different you know it's very bold it's retro tinged and, and a perfect fit for the project and i love that they're doing this alongside their main line they're doing these slightly more kind of art based amazing uh, different style again different tiki interpretation of these characters so um yeah just uh, i love it i'm a fan you can tell so he showcased this stuff he was waving in front of the camera getting very animated and then it sort of spiraled into more of a kind of Q&A session. And, uh, you know, if, you've, if you're familiar with how these things work, lots of fans on the stream at the bottom going, what about this? What about that? And he's like reading them as fast as he could. And he lets slip that there's quite a few things that they're working on. So they're looking at banthers and sand crawlers as uh, the large bowls. There was talk of a lightsaber, whether that's a mug or a bowl, I'm not sure. There'll be a, a season two Mandalorian set. So you mentioned Ahsoka, Bo-Katan and a Dark Trooper. Gonk Droid was also mentioned, something that they've worked that they're working on. Scout Trooper. Then he got a bit more vague, something Cloud City related, something Obi-Wan related. But it was a really interesting chat. And they, they talked a little, and we've discussed this before, how, how much harder it is to nail human characters. And he talked about Princess Leia that they're working on like the New Hope version with the, the hair buns and that they haven't uh, released it yet because they, they want to do a justice. They haven't nailed it. So they're holding it back and they want to get that right. But it was, a, yeah, it was a great little launch. Saw some really cool products. You know, I put a little comment in the stream from Generation Skywalker and he recognized us and gave us a shout out and, and thanked us for the uh, the blog post we did. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was nice. It was a great, great little uh, live stream. What you're going through there. I just now I'm just dreaming of Bantha Tiki's. It's becoming one of those lines where you realise you're probably never going to get everything, but so much good stuff to cherry pick. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a cool thing. 
Mark, what do you think to the um, the time with Eric Tan? Uh, love him. I, I, I've been a fan of Eric Tan ever since I saw his um, Indiana Jones trilogy print. Um, I love his artwork. I think he's I think he's amazing, and the, the the tiki designs were fantastic. Love him. Can I go off script a little bit? Yeah. While we're on the subject of drinking vessels, and we've covered these things before, we've we've looked at those those glasses with the hops. So this is something that I'd not been aware of. They restocked on uh, on May the fourth. <laughs> So Coxicle are a bit of a cool, high-end company that caters for the, the trend of people staying hydrated throughout the day. So they do these these water flasks, these drinks flasks that, that keep things super cold. They're very uh, hard-wearing, and they also do like a range of coffee cups. But I think I think Jez will get off on these. So they're super, mm. super minimal representations of Star Wars characters on drinks flasks and reusable coffee cups. And I've not seen these before, and I think they're great. Look at the Luke Skywalker one. Yeah, I like the uh, X-wing, Luke, Luke X-wing one. Yeah, that's nice. I just think it's great. I think it's it's just it's abstracting these iconic characters to the point where you you can't abstract them anymore. Yeah, it's one of those things when you know you know type things where it's subtle enough that it's just not in your face, but it's cool enough that like-minded geeks would just go, yeah, nice. Why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Don't say that, Master. You're the closest thing I have to a father. Then why don't you listen to me? Now, as we said at the beginning, we all mentioned that we picked up a couple of things that have arrived that we've pre-ordered. Now, the retro collection, for example, I think myself, Dan and Mark have got the full run. And I know that Craig has been out and treated himself to a figure or two in that. And we've also got the Tantive Corridor which uh, we spoke about a few months back, which I know myself and Dan have both got. Now, there is two unboxing videos over at Generation Skywalker on YouTube. The man, the retro collection one's a bit of a hash-up of me, Craig and Dan, and then the Tantive is with Dan. Like we've done before, I just wanted to give these a bit more input now we have we have got them in hand so let's start with the retro collection mark i'm going to come to you first can you just refresh us what the seven figures were and then tell us how you what you thought of the figures because you weren't in on that video so be interested to hear what your opinions were when these were first announced i was i was really buzzing for these figures and i had them down on a pre-order straight away as soon as i could pre-order them that was it i was off so you got moff gideon the mandalorian Cara June, Queel, Griff Carger, and Baby Yoda, Grogu, and IG-11, and the Remnant Stormtrooper, which you could only get in the Monopoly board game of uh, Mandalorian. Uh, so those are the figures. Anyway, I got these figures, finally, and I have to say, and I'm really, really excited for them, really excited for them. And I got them, and bear in mind, these are the first retro figures I bought. I haven't bothered with any of the others. I've just got these, because obviously these have never been produced before. And with them being Mandalorian, and for me, Mandalorian at the moment is, is, is the key piece of Star Wars that Disney are putting out at the moment. And um, I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of a bit... Mm, to the point where I actually might take the figures out of the um, 
the packaging. I think the figures are probably better than the actual overall thing. I, I, I certainly wouldn't go to the expense of putting these things in acrylic to display them. I just, it's, the cards just really let them down. The images on the cards, the card design, I just find them really, really sort of meh. The figures themselves are great. I think they've captured the retro aesthetic very well. Uh, they've, they've, I, I think they've really captured that old vintage Kenner style. The weapons, the accessories, I think they've, I think they've done it really justice. I really do. I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Mark. I know I did open mine, but the cards—they're just, it's just that weathering and stuff, isn't it? Oh, the, they've the, done. The, the weathering—it's nothing to it. No. I mean, have you ever seen a, a, a vintage figure of any line weather like that? They don't weather like that at all. No. That's almost like weathering on metal or um, wood or something. It just doesn't make any sense. Like I say, the images just don't do the figures justice either. Uh, and that no. bloody sticker, that retro sticker. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Whoever's come to the decision that that's how they're going to produce these things. The card backs. Have you seen the card back? It, I mean, it makes no sense. It used to be great when you used to go and buy a figure, pick pick it up off the shelf and look at a and look at all the figures you could get, or um, special offers, or um, you know cut out this and, and and make this. And then look at it's dull as ditch water. It really it really angers me that, that you know we, we they're putting this sort of stuff out. And then you've got a bloody leaflet in the bubble as well. I mean, what, what's that say? What what? An, I mean, it's an action figure, right? <laughs> a little tiny action figure. And we've got a whole load of attention, safety warnings, blob, and God knows how many different languages. And then you've got a leaflet inside. I mean, what's that actually telling you to do with it? It's crazy. It's madness. It really angers me. It was wrapped right around the back of the figure as well in the bubble, wasn't it? I mean, I think they look an eyesore in the vintage collection, but at least they're folded under the feet. But when I was getting them out of the box, it was the bubble on the um, on the Grogu, the child, that, that threw me. The plastic, and I know the pram was quite bulky, but the bottom where the figure was, the amount of plastic behind it to just, for that tiny figure. Yeah. It just looked like an eyesore as I pulled that out. My, my bubble split as well on my on my Grogu. It's it, 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 it split because the box the figures <laughs> came in is so small. The shipping box is yeah. so small, so tight, that three of my figures are warped because they've, been just, they've just been pushed in and packed so tightly that over time the the, 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 the card has just warped. So it's it pretty much ruined it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm taking mine off the bloody cards. I must admit, Mark, I've taken all of mine off the cards. And I think as a as a figure range, there is definitely that retro feel to them. The Moff Gideon in particular, the cape feels just like the Vader cape. Yeah, I've got, I've got that one yeah. in hand right at this minute. And really nice. Looking at it, and I just think... You could sit that one right next to Vader. The black and reds on it. I thought it looked quite classy, that figure. Open it now. Exactly what I was thinking. Just do it. Just do it live on air. Well, live on air. Live on air to be released in a couple of weeks. Time. Do it. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give these to my little boy and let him play with them. <laughs> well, you say, you say you're going to give them to your little boy now. Now, Dan, you, you did the unboxing video. I mean, Craig splintered us two together doing our unboxings but you did yours with your nine-year-old son present and his reaction to the figures let's just say he wasn't absolutely enthralled with them was it no <laughs> he's got the well he prefers his black series it's quite funny isn't it i mean maybe it's just a generational thing and it's the nostalgia for the 
I suppose the aesthetic of those figures. But yeah, he wasn't totally overly enamoured. But I did watch your video, Stu, and I felt quite bad because I didn't let him open them. <laughs> he was obviously desperate to rip them off the card. So I did buy him a Mandalorian, uh, just the, the, the single figure and a job lot of stuff. And he um, he had that straight off the card last Sunday and was and was playing with it happily alongside his Black Series. But I think, I think you're all um, very right, and those cards are terrible and they do look much better now we've seen what you what you've done with them Stu that they're, they're, they're coming off the card I'm gonna I'm gonna do what Mark's gonna do and let him rip them off I might wait for the um my razor crest to arrive and let him just ever do the whole thing at once I think they'll look quite nice displayed like a vintage figure loose run especially if they do a second wave of them and you get a few more yeah I think so I think they're really, they are they are I think they're great figures I, I was expect when I when he got the one after the package I thought they were going to be a lot more rubbery and bendy but they're quite authentic to the original figures i think yeah. in that respect and you even smelt them Stu. You, you, you got a good sniff of I moff gideon's cape moff gideon. yeah i was quite in, enthralled with moff gideon when i took him off the card <laughs> one of my favorites uh, definitely and i was a bit gutted because i say there's on the video it's like oh quill's my favorite and it comes to you and your son's going this is Crap. the worst one <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that one so he was odd. great to have an argonaut but again that connection from the vintage line having an argonaut back in that scale was just wonderful i agree now craig in the middle of the video you go to task on the card craig mark's just asked a lot of questions actually which you actually answered <laughs> yeah what did you think about the card uh, well that was the, i mean yeah that was the big letdown I, regular listeners will know that i was pretty much on the fence with these and I, there was one lone grief cargo with a little bashed up bubble in in asda's and uh, I thought I couldn't leave him there. So I bought it and I opened it. It was always going to be an opener. But yeah, the the card just, it, it, it got my back up. So I'm not going to labour this. Uh, if you want to go and watch Deep Dive of me dissecting the card with the dual perspectives as a as a vintage Star Wars fan, but also a designer who's had to, you know, make lots of text fit in a certain space. You know, item for item, breaking down what all that bump is on there. The headlines being... You know, the sticker, needless repetition and translations of the word collection, which I think is redundant. The way the warnings are repeated several times in different ways. To answer your question, uh, Mark, it's 26 languages and the leaflet contains pretty much the same information that's on the card back. So there are some major misses in terms of the design intent and what these things are supposed to do. It's just a vehicle that that cost and globalization has um, dictated that these things are full of uh, mandatory notices. But it boils down to, guys, there's a tiny little gun in this. And uh, so don't give it to, to kids who are, who are under three. I mean, that's that's a lot of the information. And the rest of it is like, if you've got a problem, get in touch with us. So rather than having 26 addresses for different territories, you could just probably put go to Hasbro.com and we'll we'll tell you where to go. So, you know, it, it's a way of the world that Hasbro aren't alone in this. But in the point I make in the video, it's it's not it's not a packet of pills where you need to list the side effects. Some very very basic information that's that's just ridiculously presented to the detriment of the experience. You know these are these are supposed to be reflecting a happy time uh, in our childhoods where we would collect these things and we would buy these things now to put them alongside some of the things we had as as children. But it's just really really let down by the way it's presented. Stu, you've been buying those He-Man figures. Are the backs of those cards the same? Do you know what? I've got He-Man right next to me. No, no. So on the back of the He-Man, it's like the six-pack. It's got 
image of He-Man, Tila, Man at Arms, Skeletor, Evil in and Beast Man. At the top of it's got a picture of Castle Grayskull on the figure. It's got his action of what he does, and then at the bottom it's got the warnings. Yeah, so actually, no, and on the front, nothing at all. Six plus in the corner and tiny letters, and the rest of it's just Master of the Universe He-Man, includes comic, and the Mattel logo. So no, no, it's a, it is a strange one, isn't it? It ain't a loaded question. I I've not had one of those in hand, so I didn't... I no, know. I mean, I was, I was looking at, at Lego as the next closest comparison, and they have all that stuff on. And obviously, the smaller the the area, the more condensed it looks. So if you look at the back of one of the blind bags, you know that's just it's a similar thing. But oftentimes, they've got more they've got more real estate to to space these things out more uh, elegantly. But you know, I'd love to have a crack at redesigning it if somebody wants to type in all those addresses for me. You took the figure out. What did you think of the figure? I mean, you said grief cargo, didn't you? You had the holster that you could put the weapon in. I uh, yeah, I thought that was a nice little touch. That was a little moment of surprise and delight when his uh, when his when his gun fit in his his little holster there. Not in the traditional way a gun fits in a holster; it just sort of clips on the front. But a little bit of play value there. But uh, you know, I'd echo your points. It's, they've just nailed that that vintage feel. They feel right. The yeah. paint is right. The amount of paint, and I know we talked about that when we first saw the the images. You know, have they overdone it? Have they underdone it? they've nailed it they've they really have nailed it and it's i think it's why that really shines a spotlight on how bad the card is because the contrast is is so marked jez out of everyone here well mark was a non non collector mm-hmm. but you could see what's happened to him would these figures appeal to you with a throwback to the vintage i mean it's obviously listening to everyone here we don't like the cards but everyone loves the figures first of all please can i say what a splendid job craig did with that video it really, really was great to watch it. I really enjoyed the difference between you opening and uh, and Dan Harrison, by the way, who looks now so grown up. Um, there was a time when he had the IG-88 against the older IG-88. And I was like, no, don't hold it like that. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to break it. But Craig, that was such a well put together video. It was really, really uh, great to see. So I watched it to the end. And Mark. <laughs> You came out with everything which I wanted to from a critical point of view with regards to the weathering, the sticker, the bubble, the plastic. Stu was having a go at the size of the bubble for the uh, Grogu, the leaflet. It's an effort. It's a token effort. And it's one of those things where if they're trying to appeal to collectors, collectors try their hardest to get cards which look quite nice anyway. Uh, So it's kind of it's. You're shooting yourself in the foot by trying to have this weathered effect, you know. And then Craig in the video goes into the whole bleeding in and and why have we just got the white edges to it? But then you get towards the end of the video, Mark, and Stu's got his figures out on a little acrylic riser and it it works. It looks absolutely brilliant. I, I prefer to get the figures sent to me in little baggies or mailer boxes um, to save on packaging and save on hassle, cost, expense, or what have you, because ultimately these figures must be displayed as Stu has them displayed there. To look at them individually like that, you're like, yes, that works. That's the nostalgic buzz which I've got. That's the retro feel, but with a slightly modern twist. And the proof is in the pudding. Watch that video. Open your figures, guys. Open those figures, and you will not regret it. I didn't like them in the packaging, but I like them loose. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.
Moving on to one other thing that we did get delivered. I think myself and Dan have both got this. Dan, you did an unboxing of this. The Tantif, or the Tantiv, as they say, unboxing of that corridor. You give it a lot of love in the unboxing. Can you just uh, give it that review? Explain myself. <laughs> No, no, no. So I think the general consensus, what I've seen online, it, uh, all with you. I think the, um, I think the, the, the bit I did overlook in the video, that I, I was kicking myself afterwards for not mentioning, was that when you look at that the packaging that it came with, there was not a, other than the bubble on the vintage figure, there wasn't a single piece of plastic in that box. Everything was cardboard. So it was quite interesting, you know, the discussion we had last month about them reducing plastics and stuff. There wasn't any plastic, no cable ties or anything like that. Everything was was made of was made of card. So that that was good to see. I thought the the figure it came with was, was brilliant completed my rogue one collection or at least got it up to date until they released this this x-wing it's coming out hopefully in the next few months the stand itself i thought yeah it's you know sold as a play set it's nearly 50 quid it's not something you'd give to a child to play with i think it is a display piece and as a displays piece i think it looks it looks really good i mean i i, I lined it up with some vintage figures and i thought it, it did that did the trick it was it was no more than that really i don't think you'd uh you get tons of play value out of it for a five-year-old no see right so you've set yours up okay where i yeah. have and I've had it out of the box. I get it. When I saw the photos of yours with your vintage figures on, I thought, yeah, okay, looks nice. I've got I've got a couple of issues with it. First of all, okay, the box is Star Wars, yeah? Mm. The Rebel Trooper inside is on a Rogue One card, which I do not understand because you're a Rogue One collector. I don't understand why that box has got the same image on both sides, why they couldn't put the Rogue One logo on know. one side and the Star Wars on the other side. So someone like you that collects Rogue One could turn that box and have it represent Rogue One because it's yeah. the same corridor. And then they put the Rogue One figure in. My figure, his helmet's all off. He looks like he's had 10 jars down the pub. And he's walking home and he's kind of half put his hat on. And he's staggering, falling off the curbs, you know. And I just looked at my figure and I thought, oh my God, I can't leave that like that. The figure is brilliant, I will I will say that. But if I keep it, I'm going to have to bust him off the card. But I just found it all a little bit cheap in hand. I think these playsets, so all of them, are, you know, even the Bespin one we spoke about, what, a couple of months ago. And we all, we all destroyed that. But we like the look of this Tantive one. I think it looks good. I think when you pick it, it weighs nothing, does it? It's very um, cheap yeah. plastic, isn't it? For the price you pay. But you look at that Rogue One figure, that, that 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 Rebel Troop, and you go on eBay, people are paying 40 quid just for that. <laughs> it's just nuts. It, it, this whole thing of throwing a figure in with a, with a playset, it's it's a bit of a, I don't know, I don't know the right word to use. It's a bit of a con, really, I suppose. <laughs> it's the only thing I could think of. Like people are buying for the figures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well yeah. i haven't actually put mine together yet it's a uh, it's in my pile of stuff to do i will have a look at it at this moment in time i've got a feeling it could be on my next stall next time i do some selling but i will have a proper look at it when i've got a bit of time but then i did see your display with it, it looks good but then i'm gonna have to go and get if it's vintage i have to go and get custom rebel troopers made or buy loads of vintage collection ones so who knows but a win for you yeah I think if you've got a space in a Del Toff or on the top of a Del Toff or on a shelf somewhere and you've got a few figures laying around, I think it looks great. I, I did. I was impressed with how good it looked with like proper vintage figures, not the vintage collection, but the, the actual vintage yeah. figures. It really did sit nicely with them. Could have been from that time. Mm. <laughs> You're not convinced, Joe. He's selling his one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not convinced by it, no. <laughs> but it is what it is, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I think more people have enjoyed it than not enjoyed it. So um, I'm in the minority there. He'd have to put the death 
cast our plans into the rebellion's hands. So Luke and Obi-Wan had to get to Alderaan. So they stopped into Mos Eisley to have a drink with Han at the Star Wars. Star Wars Cantina. The weirdest creatures you've ever seen. His name was Solo. Han Solo. He was a pilot with a blaster at his side and a smile. Twelve parsecs wide there with Chewbacca. He was a Wookiee. They met with Luke and Obi Wan about the Millennium Falcon docking bay 94. 94. Stormtroopers at the door with a flash of Ben's lightsaber. Now there's an arm on the floor. You've ever seen a Star Wars, Star Wars Cantina. Music and blasters and old Jedi masters at the Star Wars. Mouse Eisley Spaceport. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. You must be cautious. His name was Yoda. He was a Muppet. Had bad hygiene. Oh, oh, oh. Why didn't they all just relax back on Tatooine at the Star Wars? Star Wars Cantina. The weirdest creatures you've ever seen. <laughs> We've just mentioned in the um, announcements this month that General Giant have released Jumbo figures. Now, I'm not sure before this figure when the last one's come out. Anyone? I think 2018, early 2019, there was a Emperor's Royal Guard and they did a Bib Fortuna as a, um, is it a Premier Guild they have on General Giant? The Premier Guild exclusive, but they haven't done anything for a couple of years, at least on the line. Okay. That's so my so understanding two, anyway. Two to, three, two to three years, then somewhere yeah, about there. I think so. We're not, we're not going to delve massively into them, but I just wanted to have a general chat about them because when I was getting back into collecting, I was going to shows, they were everywhere, and they, they held their price, you know. They, they seemed to do quite well on the secondary market. So, first of all, before we delve too much into it, let's just, I just want to get an overview. But what do we think of this line? Do we own any? Have we owned any? Would you be tempted to buy any? I mean, Mark, as a trader, you must have had a couple of these go through you, surely. When I started to get back into collecting about 10 years ago, and I first found these gentle giant were producing these, that, that, that's what sort of got me back into it, really. I, I, I went mad on them. I was ordering from, from the States as they were coming out. I, I pretty much got all of the Star Wars ones, got Boba Fett, a few of the rarer ones, like Stormtrooper on the convention card. 
Uh, I had loads. And then when I started buying the proper vintage stuff, I decided, no, I need to get rid of all of these and I'm going to put all the money into vintage. So I ended up selling my collection, my Gentle Giant Jumbo collection, and uh, buying solely vintage stuff. They were taking up too much space. Personally, I think they're great. I think there are some really, really good ones. And they look great when they're out of the packaging, they're on display, maybe one or two. But as far as the whole collection guard, they're just they, they, they're too much. And they're, they're expensive for what they are, essentially. What were they when they come out? What's the retail? $80? It's like, say, 65, 70 quid. A lot of money for what they are. So you don't own any now, though? I don't own a single one, but I am sorely tempted to get a Dengar. Any reason why a Dengar? I just love that figure. Yeah, nice. We'll have to chat about that one day. Yeah. We could okay. do we could do the Dengar Daniels special. Where, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. What about the rest of you, Craig? Uh, I've admired them from afar. I've never owned one. I, I remember like liking the idea of them uh, when they came out. And if I was to go and get one, I'd get a, a Chewbacca because I think he's one of the better ones, and he was the first figure I ever had. So that would that would be my my choice out of them. But I think when they started to do more and more of the humans, there was just something that got lost in that translation from three and three quarter inches to. 12 inches or however however tall they stand but the 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 faces i don't know that on the on the leer and the hand and the, they just didn't quite work for me some of the, the aliens and the the helmeted characters like a lot of these things they, they worked a lot better i've only got one which is an attack driver from my days as a failed attack driver focus collector i decided to get myself one so that's, that's still up in my loft it, well is i've kind of got a bit of a, a rolling display and i did have it displayed for a while but I've, I've put it away for the time being but i'm not intending to sell it i quite like it jess would these appeal to you yeah i've got one so i've got luke x-wing one which i got ebay i don't know about five years ago for maybe about 35 quid um so it was you know without packaging and um and you know what i think it's all right I think for um, there, there's one can belong in everyone's collection. You know, it's, it's a nice size. It's it's very sort of representative of three and three quarter. And I think it's all right. Am I going to get any more? No, uh, but I've kind of ticked that box. And yeah, I, I think it's all right. But nice. You can get a lot more for your money now. Uh, as as I said, you know, for, for $80 from a comparable point of view, you expect a little bit more, but I think people are just using it for the the four up factor or whatever it is. You know that they're all right, a bit just a bit different, and uh, yeah, it's all right. I did have three of them. I had um, Greedo, Snaggletooth, and Leia Organa. I'd opened them all because they were just too big on the cards, but uh, I have moved on Snaggletooth and Leia since then. But I do still have Greedo on display in amongst with my vintage Greedo cards. But um, yeah, I was enjoying when I get him in hand. Uh, you know, my daughter likes running off of it when I'm trying to rearrange my cabinets. So definitely some appeal there. Yeah, like we say, coming back with the Vader there. Um, Jez, I don't want you to miss every figure, but can you just take us through okay. kind of what they did do and where they kind of stopped at that point? Because uh, I know they started with the first 12, didn't they, when they released them? Yeah, so uh, what they did do, it's easier to say what they, what they didn't, I guess. You know, you can go through it. And there's pretty much something for everyone. They did even delve into the last 17. You might think, oh, did they stop it at Jedi or so? But then they started to go into other areas, such as the Yak Face and the Blue Snags, you know, the ones which were really, really popular. That uh, I think it was the Yak Face, which was at a uh, Star Celebration. I think it was at Celebration Europe 2 Essen. And I actually brought one back with me. 
and uh, cause I got, got caught up with the whole experience of the event. But yeah, there there are there are tons that they go. And I know that we're going to go into the variants this and the other. But from a last seventeen, they just stopped it. The ones which yeah, it was just the yak face because that was the elusive you know US last fifteen so to speak. So so they gave you that one and the blue snag just because of the sort of whole thing about it. They did jowers. I'm not sure if they did a, a vinyl cape jower. I'm sure they probably did. But yeah, you've got all the Lukes. You've got something for something for everyone, really. Uh, and what I did like also is they went into the um, the jumbo, the four uh, the four pack, the early bird, and uh, and they gave Luke a uh, a DT uh, saber, and they gave R2 a slightly uh, darker blue dome, which was brilliant. So yeah, they did the Vader set as well. So that was a little sort of throwback to the, uh, sorry, the Vader set, the villain set, which was a throwback to the uh, triple pack. So you had uh, Death Squad Commander, Stormtrooper and Darth Vader. So that was a really great representation of the triple pack. So yeah, early bird, triple pack, and uh, a whole array of figures for people's focuses, foci. I mean, they also did a Dianoga, you know? Yeah. They're they're trying to sort of tick so many different boxes without doing all 96. I think they've got a, I think they've got a good array. Yeah, there's there's been a Womper, I think, at Father's from for like forever. I think it might even be on Dave's stall. He's always got a line of them on the top shelf, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, I, what I do like about the rebelscum.com where they, they've got all the uh, comparison photographs as well. You know, you obviously, people put the Womper next to their three and three quarters, but you've got this Womper. So your regular Womper will come up to the knee of this uh, general giant jumbo. So yeah, that, that is a, certainly a large wamper. Um, now Craig, Jez just mentioned variants in there. They have released a few variants, haven't they? They've jumped yeah. on their water bandwagons. <laughs> All of them. Now they need to be fair. They've done a handful. Um, so they they did Han uh, with a large head and a small head. Uh, they did do a vinyl cape jowl, which was uh, the San Diego Comic Con exclusive for 2011. It's limited to a thousand pieces, I think. The Stormtrooper came with uh, the original one was on an Empire card, and then they they did a, a second limited uh, run with a with a Star Wars um, the following year. Yoda's had uh, a couple of well three versions if you count the holiday uh, holiday special with the little Santa outfit. Yeah, he came with an orange snake and then there was a version of him that had a dark, he was darker green and he had a brown snake. And that was a, one of these things that was uh, available through their premier guild. Um, and then there was the Gamorrean guard. Um, he went on a return of the Jedi card, uh, but they also did a power of the force insert with a, with a coin, uh, which you can get hold of both versions of that. And then the yak face uh, that, just just mentioned was a celebration europe exclusive but later down the line they they made it power of the force version um for san diego and through their premier guild so they have dabbled with the um with the variants not as not as much as they could have i'm sure but um yeah now mark coming back to the packaging with you you just said you you gave them a lot of love back in the day so what were the cards like are we looking at retro collection with loads of warnings on or were they pretty similar to to the vintage cards they did a good job on replicating the 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 cards obviously certain elements was out of scale so the the logo was a lot smaller on the gentle giant uh, packaging but the the packaging was far too big as far as i'm concerned they, they did this completely wrong what they should have done was packaged them in the old style 12 inch boxes rather than huge blister packs 
because it just looked ridiculous. They took up far too much room on a shelf. Huge amount of plastic was being wasted. They looked cheap. The plastic on the clamshells that they came in was notorious uh, notorious for getting damaged and scratched easily. Looked really naff after a, a, a amount of time once you've shipped it a couple of times. Just, the packaging just looked crap. They took up far too much room. I would imagine that shipping this stuff in bulk was taking up needless amounts of room as well. So by condensing them into those 12-inch style gatefold boxes, they, they would have looked better. They would have captured that vintage vibe that they were after as well. They would have looked much better on display and they would have given the product a much more premium feel. Whereas the clamshells just look really cheap and nasty. So I, I would have done them in, in boxes rather than clamshells. I, I think they, 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 they really missed a trick there, uh, which is a bit of a shame because um, I think if they'd have done them in boxes, I, I, I would probably still be collecting them, to be quite honest with you. He <laughs> would have been swamped. Love yeah. <laughs> but that, that's the thing, you see, with these clamshells. You, you just, I mean, if they were going to do the whole range... The, the logistics guy would have said, "Well, crikey, people are going to need a, an extension to display all of this. It's going to it's going to take up far too much room." Yeah, they they didn't really think it through very well, to be honest with you. And, and like I say, for the, the the price point they were asking, they really should have done a, a bit, bit more of a, a premium job on the on the packaging. I know that they were trying to make it look like a, a bigger Star Wars figure, but you know, I don't think it worked. I don't, I don't think they they achieved that really. So that leads us on to you, Dan. I think we've already alluded that the general price when they are released is about $80. What's the secondary market looking like? Some of these figures have been out for probably a good decade now. You know, if someone wants to get an example, where's the bargains to be had? Yeah, so I've just had a look through on um, on eBay. I've gone, with, I've gone with the highest price first just to see what's going on there. So that Wampa, uh, there was one that sold on the 18th of February that went for over £400 on a best offer. The Gentle Giant early bird kit that, that Jez was talking about with a double telescoping Luke, uh, one of those went for around 250 quid, again on a best offer. Darth Vader, uh, the original t- um, release on the Star Wars card, that went for 220. Biker Scout, that was uh, 210. Um, so yeah, there's quite a few of them that are now a lot more than the 80 dollars that they originally went for. Um, there's a, uh, a Boba Fett, rocket firing Boba Fett, that went for over 250. Uh, Tuscan Raider, that went for over, well for nearly 300 pounds that one. So it's it's kind of um, all over the shop. Um, but then you go down to the other end. Um, and you, you know the ones that, that kind of the, the standard releases that the Empire ones, a lot of those you can get for around the retail price or or less. There are some standouts in there. It doesn't look like there's a, a huge amount that have, that are selling on eBay. So I don't know whether that's because they're just um, they're sitting around or just because people aren't listing them. But there isn't a, a huge amount of completed listings. Certainly not from the UK anyway. It's most of what I can see is is US based. Interestingly, I'm just on eBay. Do you know we were talking about the prototype Boba Fett? interesting it was last year so it looks like that was some sort of premier guild one that you could only get through um because it comes in a mailer doesn't it so you must have ordered that through the uh premier guild for gentle giant that's quite interesting as well mark perhaps mark might prefer that because it's just smaller a box figure, just a figure over the color card back yeah they, they did that with uh, blue snaggletooth as well they, they that came in a bag in that kind of style clamshell which yeah you know i, I I think it looks better, but I still think in a box would have much would have been really really nice. Yeah. You know those prices which you were given, 
the uh, the release of the four pack it initially came out at two hundred and eighty dollars. So I think you said that the four pack was two hundred and something. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, oh, close. So not not a major investment certainly. Mm-hmm. And the Hoth Wamper initially retailed. Can you believe that the Hoth Wamper? Going back to the four pack, yeah, four times eighty, so yeah, three hundred and twenty. You might expect it to be in the region of maybe yeah. a little bit less than three twenty, but the Wamper one figure four hundred dollars. That's what that released at. So that's holding its value, isn't it? It's it's not going up or down really. Two foot of Wamper. Oh, hey, well there you go. They're they're a bit of fun, aren't they? I did notice, Mark. You may be seeing. I think isn't there currently a range of jumbo Masters of the Universe figures? Um, they did some supersized ones, didn't they? They did Man at Arms, Skeletor, He Man, and I can't remember if they did another one. But they did some supersized ones, definitely. They 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 can fetch really good money. They did the um, the Secret Wars as well. I don't know if you guys ever collected that line when you were younger. The the Marvel superheroes. There was an Iron Man, Captain America, etc. Wolverine, and they've done supersized version of those. Jumbo figures back on the shelf, and I think there'll be a couple of us picking up that Vader for sure. Jez. So yeah, this this week yeah. we are soliciting the Jumbo Bespin Leia. Leia there she is, Leia Organa in her Bespin gowns. Yeah. Uh, who we showed at Comic Con, but now she's going to be available for pre-order. Yeah. And you did these amazing photos. You built this Bespin set. <laughs> Just out of found objects. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? We'll show the pictures. Yeah, yeah. One of the advantages of working here, you know, we have, there's so much, there's so many things around, so many found items that you can build a set, some kind of photo shoot. And, you know, what they did 40 some years ago when they were the original photographer was shooting all these action figures. He was making sets. Yep. He was putting sets together. Stuff that looked, Spacey that looked sci-fi that was looked like Cloud City. So yes, for this for 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 Leia, uh, I went around and I found things that were silver, things that were shiny and white, right, and had that that Bespin look. So it was a lot of acrylic, a lot of piping, a lot of um, white plastic, anything glossy, anything glossy, yeah. shiny floor, yeah, like all that sort of thing. Yeah, I just went. It was like a scavenger hunt. I went around. Oh, that looks good. There's some nice. Grab those. Put that there. And the set actually came together fairly quickly. I think I had it done over an hour. Yeah. It didn't take that long. Yeah. Like last month, before we close out, just wanted to give another independent shop uh, a shout out. We've gone with another Etsy company this month. I'll let Jez run with it. Jez, can you tell us about that Etsy company? Yeah. So it's Mincia Soaps Candles and... Uh, uh, and they're a company within the UK. I think it was, oh, I had the address earlier on. I'll come to it in a second. But they do intricate soaps, which would be great gifts for, for anyone, really. But the price point as well is really great. They do lovely little boxes, but different designs of soaps. Very, very colourful. Or hand produced. Yeah, it was Torquay in uh, in Devon. and um, But they do a range of Star Wars ones. So you... you go onto their Etsy website and they've got various different roses and pictures and chocolates and hearts and massage soaps etc but then you go into the selection of Star Wars soaps and one could be confused for thinking hang on a second am I looking at the old Japanese was it the Keshigumu uh, the little rubber uh, which rubber or a razor which is what um, that translates to in Japanese so you know we've all seen the sort of Keshigumu um, X-Wings and that's exactly what some of these look like. 
and they start off at just 60 pence each. And uh, yes, you've got the options of BB-8, Darth Vader, X-Wing Starfighter, Millennium Falcon and Yoda. And they were doing a Star Wars gift uh, box, which they've currently sold out of. But you can just, you know, pick and mix, choose your own. So X-Wing Starfighters, I'm having a little look at those. And they look about the size, or maybe just a little bit bigger than these uh, Japanese rubbers. But they're really, really well made from soap. Darth Vader's as well. So you've got the Darth Vader helmet. You look at the BB-8, and that's just a very much a, a round sort of cookie type um, BB-8 there. I've already seen from sales online that the uh, the Yoda heads, and the Darth Vader's and the Millennium Falcons are going really, really well. So, you know, is stocking fillers or just that little sort of treat for someone I think we've found something really, really great here. And for a local seller who's just trying to make their way in the universe, I think this is brilliant. So uh, we'll put a link up and I'm sure we'll share the pictures. But yeah, this is um, this is a really lovely company. M-I-S-A-O Soaps Candles. So Missio Soaps. And they do Star Wars soaps from 60 pence for the X-Wing. Darth Vader 60p. BB-8 was 2 and uh, Millennium Falcon, £3, Yoda Heads, £1.50. So there we go. All good. Yeah, always nice. Do you, do you wash with soap, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the leg of a chair and a frying pan. So like last month, we have sourced it. I know Jez was just saying that the gift boxes are actually sold out. Well, we did manage to get one. So we've got a gift box with several of these types of soaps all in there. Again, we're just going to give it away. We're going to keep encouraging you to head over to that page, get involved and win something for nothing. We didn't have many entrants in the last one, but we're still growing the page. And I'm sure it'll be the same this month. Yeah, head over to the community page to have a chance of winning some of these fun soaps. I mean someone's hard work and passion going into these businesses and sometimes they just need that bit of bit of love which we can hopefully give people each month anyone want to soap up with me lather they're quite charming aren't they the vader's really nice you'd put it on display if you had a little vader focus yeah yeah i'll get the x-wing right now you get bb8 for your focus dan yep Before we close out, boys, if there was one thing that we've spoken about tonight which you haven't already pre-ordered or you haven't already bought, what would you be adding to your collection, Mark? That hot toy stormtrooper. 
or possibly a Mandalorian pinball machine. Oh, nice choice, yeah. Uh, Craig? Yeah, pinball machine, hands down. <laughs> Jez? Yeah, Hot Toy Stormtrooper Commander, brilliant. Dan? Uh, predictably, that X-Wing Rogue One. X-Ring Rogue One. I would definitely go with the um, pinball machine as well, but if not, I'm going to actually um, give it sideways here. I quite like the wedge helmet. Maybe that will be winging its way into my collection. Oh, I like what you did there. So, we've just mentioned our competition. Head over to, so we are Generation Skywalker over on Facebook. And of course, just search Generation Skywalker. You will find our page, which links to everything. YouTube, go over to Generation Skywalker. Lots of happenings over there at the moment. Unboxing videos, Craig and Mark's uh, appearance on Radio Stoke, all the shows that have been enhanced of, of late. There is all sorts going on over there. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search Generation Skywalker. And of course, go over to www.generationskywalker.com where you can find links to everything, including our blog posts. Don't forget, get yourself involved in the Tonica petition. Just use hashtag time for Tonica and you will um, you'll find that petition. Just sign it, even if you don't want the figures, just get behind behind it. But, but it is for this month's Modern Way. It is goodbye from Mark. Good night. Goodbye from Craig. Cheerio. Goodbye from Daniel. This is the way. And goodbye from Jez. See you next time. And it is goodnight from me. And we're Generation Skywalker. Goodbye.